93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Uh, today is Tuesday. It's July 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a young child was hospitalized after an illegal device exploded in his hands on Monday night, according to Philadelphia police. It happened just before 6 o'clock in the 5,000 block of Somerdale Avenue. Police say a 12-year-old boy was trying to light the device when an explosion occurred. The explosion left the boy's hands partially amputated. Uh, Chief Inspector Scott Small with the Philadelphia Police Department says he has injuries to both of his hands. We believe he lost a finger on one hand and has severe injuries to the knuckles and palm of the other hand. Mm. Now, they're calling it an illegal explosive device. Was it a firework? It was a firework. I believe so, yeah. Kat, they said, a witness said that it actually blew Blew him up off the ground. I heard that. Holy. I mean, that's a big explosion right there. I mean... It sounds like, you know, like a mortar or something yeah. like that. To actually lift you off the ground? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a big boom. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Uh, Small says that the boy was at the rec center on the basketball court when the incident occurred. Somebody said that uh, he found it in the trash can. Uh, the device did not explode after the 12-year-old boy lit it. He then picked it back up, and that's when it exploded in his hands. Oh, Isn't that, that's like the, the sort, like just if it doesn't yeah. go, don't go back over and pick mm-hmm. it back up. Yeah. According to Small, the illegal device was equivalent to a quarter stick of dynamite. The boy was rushed to the hospital. He is listed in critical condition, but is is expected to survive. The incident comes just a week after a nine-year-old girl suffered life-altering injuries after an illegal explosive device exploded inside of her Kensington home. Small says both incidents may be connected due to the illegal nature of the explosive device. These are illegal devices. They are not commercial, and they are not meant for commercial, Small added. Terrible. Philadelphia police have identified the police officer and the victim in what appears to be an apparent murder-suicide. It happened inside the home on the 4600 block of Weymouth Street. The body of 36-year-old Elise Rodriguez in, uh, was found in the 6000 block of, uh, I'm sorry, of the 6000 block of Tulip Street. That's where she was from. Uh, she was found with multiple gunshot wounds to the body and face. Police also discovered the body of 39-year-old Jose Rodriguez with a self-inflicted gunshot wound and a pistol next to his body in the basement. Uh, Jose Rodriguez was an 11 year veteran of the police force and assigned to the 19th district. The officer and his estranged wife leave behind two children ages 11 and 17. Investigators say officers went to the home for a welfare check Monday morning after their daughter said that her parents hadn't been heard from since Sunday. During a news conference Police Commissioner Richard Ross pointed to the recent spike in police officer suicides in New York City and pleaded with officers of his department to get counseling if needed. Three fire officials in Seattle City, New Jersey, have resigned in the wake of a state-led investigation. The New Jersey Department of Community Affairs says the Division of Fire Safety began looking at the volunteer fire department after a large number of fires and an anonymous complaint. According to the state, the investigation found that the fire chief and two assistant chiefs lacked the proper certifications for incident command. They were later replaced with three new individuals who have proper certification. This all comes as Seattle residents push for a full-time fire department uh, and full-time firefighters and have Voice concerns over the, the response times on Easter um, on Easter Sunday. Four residential units were destroyed. Five months earlier, a six-home fire killed an 89-year-old woman and injured two others. Uh, a fire back in May uh, sent a home up in flames on Central Avenue, and the fire chief said it took 12 minutes to respond and another four minutes to get water on that fire. A month later, in June, a Marina fire became engulfed in flames, and that left two people injured. The blaze again renewed the call for a full-time fire department. So, what's the break? And every like every two or three towns has a fire department. That no, they all have one. So um, Seattle often gets help from Ocean City, Avalon, and Strathmere, which um, all right, which border them. Yeah, it just seems weird that the response time is is that 
Yeah. Crazy. No, they said in this last fire, the response time was only three minutes. Oh, all right. Um, but the, this, this one fire, uh, it took 12 minutes to get there uh, and then an additional four minutes or three or four minutes to mm. even get water. So as for the volu- uh, voluntary department, the state says uh, it is work is still working to get that underway. We are working with the fire department to bring all individuals into compliance. The division continues to monitor the situation, said a spokesperson for the New Jersey Department of Community Affairs. Now, Seattle is allotted nearly $20,000 for fire department salary and wages in 2019 with an additional 97000 for expenses. In contrast, neighboring Avalon Volunteer Fire Department allotted more than 200000 for fire expenses this year. In sports this morning... The New York Mets' Pete Alonso won a battle of rookies to out-hit the Toronto Blue Jays' Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and win the home run derby in Cleveland last night. Guerrero broke the derby's single-round record in each of the first two rounds, but after surviving a duel with Chop Peterson of the L.A. Dodgers in the semifinal round, Guerrero didn't have enough to beat Alonso in the final. The 20-year-old Blue Jays rookie was trying to follow in the footsteps of his Hall of Fame father who won the event in San Francisco in 2007. In the final round, Alonso hit 23 home runs to end it with plenty of time and become the first Met to win the event since Daryl Strawberry was a co-champion in 1986. The 15-year-old American teenager Coco Goff lost at Wimbledon. Uh, after her match, she said that she was super proud of her run. Of the, to the last 16 and will continue to dream big as she makes her unbelievable. way. unbelievable. She makes her way onto the women's tour over the coming months. Wow. Yeah, I was 19 before I won my first Wimbledon. <laughs> 15 yeah. years old. She was the youngest player ever to qualify for the main draw. She beat five-time champion Venus Williams in the first round but lost 6-3, 6-3 to the former world number one Simona Halep in the fourth round. And What's that's that? what I have for you this 15, morning. maybe freshman, to, uh, sophomore in high school? Probably freshman in high school, yeah. Uh, Oh I hadn't learned God. how to use shoes at 15. Yeah, exactly. I was still trying. How, and they That's go on incredible. your feet? That's incredible. Wow. And also the fact that she said she was super proud of herself. Super proud. <laughs> and she 15. should be. Yeah, she it makes should it 15, be. Most definitely. All right. Well, welcome. Dear friends, I know a great way for you to start your day this morning. Why don't you watch a four-minute video of two families fighting at Toontown in Disneyland? <laughs> oh it's that's great. That's how I started my day what? today. Really? Oh, my God. I was watching, like, ten chicks go at it in Chicago oh, really? at a baseball game. Wow. Yeah. I was watching what? a guy take a, take a baseball back to a car and have it rocket back into his own face. Yeah. Oh. You know, this what? is where we are, folks. That's... Share these videos. Uh, <laughs> what, are they, what are they fighting about in Toontown? Kathy, I don't know. And I couldn't even tell who was on whose side, to be honest, for most of it. It was very, very interesting. But at one point, somebody said... You hitting on my bitch. So, uh, something like that. You don't, don't hit know. on okay. someone's bitch yeah. at Toontown. Not yeah. at Toontown. Not at Toontown. Are you kidding me? If there's one rule in Toontown, she don't hit on no one else's bitch. Right, exactly. exactly. So, anyhow, if we can all learn something today, maybe that'll make your day easier. Don't yeah. go hitting on somebody's bitch if you're in Toontown. Have we learned nothing from Toontown. You know? <laughs> about bitches and the hitting on process. I'll have the details in the bizarre bitches. file coming up later on, by the way. So we welcome you to Tuesday morning. We got a lot of stuff going on. First and foremost, your chance to win Rolling Stones tickets. That show, legendary, obviously, yes. at the link coming up. And uh, we have your opportunity to win. MMR has uh, the Rolling Stones song of the day. We get the honor of revealing what that song will be. 
and uh, what time, what hour it will be played. Then it's up to you. Then you have to just tune in, be the 25th caller. When you hear the song, you win their new Greatest Hits album, Honk, on vinyl, and you win two tickets to the show. And that show is July 23rd at the link. So we begin. We're going to do that around 8 a.m. So listen up for your chance. We did it exactly at 8 yesterday. Right on the money. Now, so I don't know. Maybe we can stick with it. <laughs> well, we got one on the belt. Know, but we do have one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, today is Tuesday. That means a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve tattoo. Text the word tattoo to 39333. And we'll pick a random winner later on today. It might be you, and you could end up with a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And you get a Preston Steve-themed tattoo when you go by there. Guest-wise on the program today, uh, our buddy Connor Barwin. We haven't seen him in a while. He is going to be stopping by the studio. The fifth annual MTWB Benefit concert is coming up. And this is something he gets by. He's such a community-oriented guy. And he loves music, and he, yeah. he, he curates the bands himself. Yep, so, so it's cool. Uh, he'll be popping in to promote that this morning. We also, if you're a fan of WWE, we have Baron Corbin stopping by. The Extreme Rules match is taking place Sunday cool. at the Wells Fargo Center, and we'll get some of the details about the matchups and all that stuff a little bit later. And our friends from Deets and Watson are stopping by to promote the Real Philly Deli Tour as well. And we are getting ourselves ready for the Belly Flop Championship, which is on Thursday, two days away. I think everything looks very promising. Yeah, yeah. We just got to hold out for the weather, yeah. and we should be good. But, uh, yeah, the, the competitors, uh, the formatics, all in place and ready to go. I was talking to Pancake yesterday. He's running our music. He does a great job. Casey went out and, you know, uh, checked the specs on the location mm-hmm. just to see if we want to change anything up. He was there yesterday. And we're ready, man. Well, we have so many. For the first time, we really have a tremendous amount of female competitors. Yeah. I'm really psyched to see what they're going to bring. We've only had one in the history yeah. of the competition, and now we have a whole batch of them yeah. that are going to be flopping like crazy. <laughs> flopping so their brains out. Get yourself ready. 6 o'clock, it's free of charge. Stop by. I think the door's open at 5. Am I right about that? I'll double check on that and get back to you. But uh, anyhow, it's free. Yeah. It's on Thursday, is it? All right. You're right, yep. Beautiful. So come out. Get yourself a spot, grab yourself a beverage, and get ready for the Belly Flop Championship. That's on Thursday. Valley Forge, by the way, Valley Forge Casino Resort at their uh, beachside pool. All right, with those things and more, we're going to take a quick break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up next, as well as a giveaway with our stupid question. So stay with us this morning. We'll keep you company. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hi, Grandma. All right, so stupid question this morning. <laughs> pair of tickets to the Marvel Universe of Superheroes exhibit at the Franklin Institute. And uh, I'm a percussionist. I never knew the answer to this. What is the smaller of two bongo drums called? The smaller of two bongos. There's always one that's a little bit smaller, right? Yeah, yeah. you have one. Yep. They're two different tones. And uh, I didn't know that they, huh. they had these separate names. Uh, the world of Latin percussion is rich with really cool names. But what is... The smaller of the two bongo drums called in a set. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. So, birthday's today. We'll start with the musical one. Tuesday, July 9th. 
It's Jack White's birthday oh, today. Our new best buddy. Uh, yeah, I think we made a connection. Uh, yeah, he had a good time because he yeah. stayed on and he was easy to talk to. I he love really, that. He really was, yeah. Uh, celebrating his 44th birthday today and the uh, tours are uh, making their way around uh, promoting that uh, the new record. So. And all part of our master plan to get him to actually return to Philadelphia. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, happy 44th to Jack White. Uh, it's also Courtney Love's birthday today. Uh, Courtney he is 55 years old. There was rumors that Hole was maybe going to get back together. Yeah, but it... <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite laughs. The deranged Courtney Love laugh. That's what you want to hear in the dark, right? In the bedroom. <laughs> oh, no. But rumors, I guess, kind of fizzled out. But who knows? She's 55 today. <laughs> Lots of birthdays, so I'm going to zip through these a little quickly. Tom Hanks. I got to pay. <laughs> I believe he said he has to go pay. I... You can't just zip right through Tom Hanks, though. Uh, he's 68 years old today. And I, so, you know, here's just. A, the, yeah, go through some of the yeah, yeah, credits. They give you a list of just some of the credits uh, for each of these birthdays. Here you go uh, Splash, Big, Philadelphia, Force Gump, Apollo 13, Saving Private Ryan, The Green Mile, Catch Me If You Can, The Da Vinci Code, Captain Phillips, Bridge of Spies, Sully, The Toy Story Movies. Uh, and on and on and on. You know, he's, he's going to be playing Colonel Tom Parker in a new movie about Elvis. Uh, is he yes, really? Yes, he is. Hey, I was wrong. He's not 68. He's 63. Liar! Uh, the, wrong, uh, uh, the wrong age highlighted here. Really? Colonel, Colonel Tom, Tom Parker. Parker. And so Colonel Tom Parker's widow, is uh, she approves of the, of the selection okay. because she hopes he can help bring some humanity to... Colonel Tom Parker's legendary for kind of being sort of cold and yep. calculating. Hey, do you remember a couple of years back, he was... Uh, he was diagnosed with diabetes, remember? he had. That's uh, right, that's right. What's his status? gained about? way too much weight. He's lost weight. He's definitely trimmed way back. And the reason I bring that up is because Colonel Tom Parker was a very large guy. Yeah, yeah. He was overweight, uh, no question. But... Splash was my favorite movie as a kid. Oh, no really? kidding. Yep, like it was just the one that I watched over and over and over again. It was just so funny and... Yep. You know, a mermaid. A a mermaid. I mean, it didn't just have Tom Hanks. It had John Candy. It had Eugene Levy. There were a lot of great people in that movie. Botchy Uh, balls! (laughs) uh, Tom Hanks is 68 today. Uh, It's O.J.'s birthday today. Wow. O.J. Simpson. Twitter star. Think he's going to pop on Twitter, make some comments about his birthday? Uh, But uh, I feel feel in the mood to cut someone's head off. (laughs) I love his, I'm just a regular guy laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 72 today. Uh, actor Jimmy Smith uh, turns 64 years old today. He was distracting in the Star Wars movies. Him and Samuel L. Jackson, I thought, were distracting. I'm like, I know he was mean. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. More Samuel L. Jackson than Jimmy Smith because Jimmy Smith hadn't really worked that much until, you know, going back to Law and Order. But I understand what you're saying. Sometimes yeah. it's great to build a cast from the ground up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, so 64 today. A uh, guy who was in our studio uh, earlier this year, Richard Roundtree Shaft. I was so excited when Richard Roundtree came in and I just, you know, totally delved into the Shaft world. I go, please, I hope he loves being in the Shaft movies. Initially, yeah. he's a guy, yeah. but he came around and we he were did. talking about it, in, you know, in the commercial break. He's a cool guy. Uh, he's 77 today. Uh, Brian Dennehy. Oh, wow. Is 81. Everything from Tommy Boy. Which big, he's great in. Big Tom Callahan to Cocoon 2. Steve, First Blood. First Blood. He's the sheriff. And he is a prick. He is a real jerk in he that, sets ra- He sets Rambo off. He does. 
And Rambo, he, he probably wouldn't have gone down that entire path that led to all the Everything. other movies. Yes. Had Brian Dennehy not been a jerk sheriff in that town. Hey, can I buy you breakfast? The whole movie would have changed. Yeah, yeah. like, I don't know, moon's over my hammy sounds great. <laughs> Do you remember he yeah. said instead of uh, giving him a lift, he, he drove him out of town and right. told him to keep walking. Right. You know, instead of uh, helping him find his friend, which he was trying to do. He's also in, remember the movie 10 with Dudley Moore? Yeah. He's the bartender. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, he's 81 oh. today. So they're, okay, because in Tommy Boy, she's a 10. That's why, yeah, yeah. I they're didn't even get the, 10. I did not yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's perfect, because she was obviously the, the hottie in 10. Interesting. Mm. Uh, a guy we've worked with, we've collabed with, uh, Steve. Actually, all of us here, Fred Savage. Yeah, absolutely. He He's di- our he director of choice. Him. Yes, right. uh, we've always asked wow. on any project yeah. that uh, Fred Savage direct us. He's your director of choice? Yes, he is. He's that. the one. I think it, among, in the SAG realm, it's known oh. that the same way DiCaprio and Scorsese yeah, work together right. often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was a super nice guy. One of the best things about when we were filming, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, at City Hall, and Fred Savage was the director. There was a, a crowd of people that were watching, and Rob Megalani grabs Fred and walks over to the crowd, and he goes, Hey, everybody, Kevin Arnold! Uh, it was so damn funny, and he just rolled his eyes and, and got that big beaming smile that he had. We were so stupid because yeah. they, they tell us to sort of, you know, basically what they're suggesting is that we fake talking, yeah. just basically move our lips so right. that it looks like we're having a conversation in the background, and Preston and I are basically going, blah, 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 blah. We're actually talking. And he says, you don't need to do <laughs> that. He said, we can hear you. Yeah. You know what I love in when people are told to do that, because uh, my kids are in the plays, right? Yeah. They're all talking. So, like, literally nobody's listening in the background because they're all talking at the same time. Right, you right. Know? Well, that's kind of what we were doing. And we were adult men. <laughs> I think we hear his direct. voice every day. He, he voices those Honda commercials. And uh, I'm oh, fairly certain. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that uh, those show oh. up quite a bit on, on our program. Is Did the Wonder Years available on Netflix? I don't know where it is. You assume it's someplace, it's right? It's got to be somewhere. I, and a, I, you know what? i got to go back and watch it. On a streaming platform? I'm not sure, Case. Um, but that's what a great show. Uh, he's 43. Uh, Kelly McGillis, yes. Witness, Top Gun. We were talking about Witness not that long ago. I just watched it again because there was this whole uh, thing out in uh, on the actual farm that was used for the filming of Witness. Yeah. And our friend Gene Beretta uh, went out to the um, experience and said it was awesome. They had all this sort of movie history and stuff. She's great. Uh, the Accused, uh, she's 62. John Tesh, oh. the uh, TV personality. He used to be, uh, yeah. Yeah. and he wrote this. Yeah. He wrote the NBA theme. Kind of known as the male Kelly McGillis. Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, he's 67 today. Uh, Dean Kuntz, the best-selling suspense and horror author. Solid horror writer. And he, he wrote a, uh, a book with Stephen King called The Talisman. Do you remember that? I read it. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Yeah, he had uh, there were there were two that came out. It was the Talisman and the Regulators, I think. Um, but anyhow, yeah, um, he's he's a great author. He's uh, seventy four. And last birthday, another gentleman who's been in our studio before, lead singer of Simple Minds, Mister Jim Kerr. And wasn't he what you wanted him to be? He was so pleasant. Yeah, yeah, he was. And uh, and I love his voice. Uh, he celebrates his 60th birthday today, Mr. Jim Kerr. So happy birthday to everybody who is aging yet another year today. Happy birthday to you. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. So the smaller of two bongo drums is called what? 215263 WMMR. I'm going to go to Dave and see if we can get the answer. Hey, Dave, how you doing, buddy? 
All right, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Doing good. So what is the smaller of two bongo drums called? That will be called a macho. You think it'd be the larger one, but yeah, yeah you're right. Wow. Hang on, Dave. So is the larger one called the pussy? No. Pussy. No. It is called the hembra. Oh. So you have the macho and the hembra. So uh, macho is correct, Dave. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to Marvel Universe of Superheroes Exhibit. Explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and other rare materials. And that's now open to the Franklin Institute. Tickets and information at fi.edu. So the ta- we're going we're to go back to the Kevin Spacey thing like we did yesterday as well. The tables got turned on his accuser in court Yesterday, the unnamed young man accusing the Oscar winner of sexual assault when he was 18 invoked the Fifth Amendment and refused to answer questions about a missing cell phone that is said to contain key evidence in the case. They said there was an audible gasp in the courtroom because here's the guy who's bringing the case against Spacey and he's not answering questions. Yeah, the family and the young man have been ordered to track down the phone and present it to the court on Monday. It contained text messages between the accuser and his girlfriend at the time. Detailing the events in the early hours of July 8th, 2016, while he sent screenshots of some texts to police, Spacey's legal team says he deleted other messages and they demanded the phone for a full forensic review. This is wild. Um, The family attorney, Mitchell uh, Garbidian, uh, told Nantucket District Court Judge Thomas Barrett at the start of the hearing, Your Honor, we could not locate the phone. Last week, the accuser abruptly dropped his civil suit against Spacey, and Monday's hearing was scheduled before the criminal case is set to be heard. Called to the witness stand, the accuser said that he did not alter or delete evidence on the phone, but when Spacey's lawyer, Alan Jackson, told him that it would be a felony if he did, the court took a break. Back on the stand, he said he would invoke his right against self-incrimination and remain silent. So wow, something like this happens, I was listening to a, an interview with a couple of legal experts. They say it is extremely likely, likely this case will be dismissed. Yep. And in fact, um, Jackson, the lawyer, said this entire case is completely compromised. He is the sole witness. This case needs to be dismissed, and I believe it needs to be dismissed today. Uh, The judge seemed to agree but put off the decision. He said it might be dismissed for the reasons indicated, but it's not going to happen today. And the plaintiff made a critical mistake, President. He took the stand wearing a T-shirt that said, kiss me, I'm a liar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Meanwhile, Scotland Yard is turning up the heat on Spacey. According to reports, British officers questioned the actor about six alleged assaults that took place between 1996 and 2013. Police released a statement saying he was not arrested. Inquiries are ongoing. In all, 20 men have accused Spacey of misconduct during his stint of our artistic director of London's Old Vic. So, so you think Spacey yesterday goes one down, 19 more to go? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> it's never looking know. promising. Wendy Williams was uh, dating a new, much younger guy for a minute, and she knows what you're all thinking. That I'm a cradle robber, uh, the, but I'm fabulous. The assumed uh, dalliance came after 54, the 54-year-old talk show mogul split from her husband of 20-ish years, Kevin Hunter, and all the crap that went on with that. She admits that it's a lot to grapple with, even for her. On Monday, she told her viewers of the Wendy Williams show that she's rolling with it. And while she has split from the 27-year-old convicted felon and moved on with a doctor in his 50s, she's still taking it a day at a time. She said, I'm not on the market anymore. I'm not in love, but there's somebody uh, that I'm crazy about. Someone I can cuddle with. She was holding back tears when she said this, by the way. (laughs) I just need you to know. And then, then she says this. She goes, 
27-year-old boys, quite frankly, find me attractive. Oh, boy. Here we go. (laughs) Ah, yeah. I'm sure they do. Mm -hmm. She said, I get it, but when it comes time for the comfort of a man, I need someone in his 50s, too. And he's got to work. We're looking at a picture of her. She looks like one of those creatures that that Qui-Gon Jinn and they they, they discover (laughs) underwater in Phantom Menace. Dude, the, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. She's Mm. done... A lot of stuff Stop it. to her face. Yeah, she also. I mean, it's sort of suggested to not when you're when you're in your first year of sobriety. Let's not get into any relationship. Yes, twenty-seven. Doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got my own my own way. Uh, but she said, "I want courage." She said, <laughs> oh, "She said he's got to work." Uh, she said it helps that he's a doctor. He's been married. His kids are in their 20s. And yes, he's black. He's are you going to miss me most of all? She said he's brown black. <laughs> he's uh, brown black? That's what she said. Wow. Uh, Williams also weighed in on the drama between her ex, Kevin Hunter, and her son, Kevin Hunter Jr., who allegedly assaulted him during a disagreement shortly after their split. She said, my family's doing fine. Boys will be boys. <laughs> Kevin Hunter Jr. will appear in court today to address. I got rid of my cell phone. I don't need it. Honey, come home! I can just hear you scream. She also revealed a new diagnosis. Oh, really? Following her previous diagnosis of Graves' disease, she said, lymphedema, by the way, I've been diagnosed. It's fabulous. Uh, She told the crowd on Monday, explaining recent tabloid images of her puffy ankles. Oh. Uh, She said, it's not going to kill me, but I do have a machine and how dare you talk about the swelling of it all? What the hell is she talking about? I don't know. Well, lymphedema uh, is a chronic fat ankles. Lymphedema is a chronic condition that can cause swelling when someone's lymphatic system is compromised. All right. Well, she's got some issues that are legitimate. Yeah. That's fine. But I, I think you're right, Casey. With all the volatility going on in her life, to be involved in these relationships is probably mm-hmm. not the right. She was living actually in a in a facility for a while to try to beat not that long the booze. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, the second and final wave of Teen Choice 2019 nominees has been announced, and Stranger Things leads with six nominations. They do it in two waves? I guess they do that now. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't aware of this either. Did you Space see that, out, huh? that uh, 44 million people have been watching Stranger yeah. Things, and that, was it, 18 million have watched binge-watched it yeah, broke in the first couple days. Yeah have, yeah. have you guys seen anything? I haven't watched it. I've not watched one episode, and uh, you know, apparently, when when uh, series come out now, you're supposed to watch the entire thing, because apparently <laughs> everybody starts spilling all the plot points. Well, I'm saving it for our, our time off. Yeah. 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 I, I, I watched it. I had to. I had to, because my kids binged it, and they started ruining things. And I literally, I had a meltdown in the car, when they, the, my children were telling me things, I said, "Yeah, you have to understand. Like, I grew up in a time where you don't spoil things. You don't say anything about the last episode at yes. all. Yes, I mean that's what I was yelling at them, and they were laughing at me. I was like, no, you don't understand. Daddy will disown you. I will. I watched the entire first season of Daredevil when it came out. When it first came out, mm-hmm. I didn't breathe word one about any plot points. I mm-hmm. just said I really loved it. That's it. Yep. You have to understand." That is the abnormal thing to watch 15 hours or, or 12 hours back to back. Yep. You know, let it breathe a little These bit. These fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, man, they, they little not, bastards. not only do they do they watch it in a day, but then they can't wait to tell their friends what happened. Well, tell them when you're in the car with them who has the money. Yep. Yeah. Daddy does. Daddy's who wants to money. walk? Yeah. You want anything? Shut up. 
You want medical care? Shut up. Your mouth. Shut. Nick, what were you going to say? I forget. Shut up. Sorry. Oh, uh... Got a little fired up. Stranger Things. Yeah. Binging it. No. Is it the waves? Huh? The, the waves. W- the waves of because uh, you had mentioned. oh the waves in uh, in the Teen Choice Award release. Uh, well, anyhow, in the second wave, Spider Man Far From Home, Murder Mystery, and Last Summer are the front runners in film with three nominations each. Pop star Shawn Mendes tops the music category with three nominations. The two hour live event airs for the first time from Hermosa Beach, California, August 11th on Fox. Voting is via. Online, uh, you can also do it. Um, you can do it through the Fox website or through Twitter. And fans are allowed to uh, allowed ten votes per category per day. Really? What the hell's going on with this thing? That's stupid. Platform user ID for their favorite Teen Choice 2019 <laughs> Wave Two nominees. I'm, I'm gonna boycott it or just forget to watch uh, it. Speaking of Teen Choice, obviously uh, Disney gets a lot, and Descendants has as well. Cameron uh, Boyce, who of course died. Uh, apparently after an epileptic seizure in his sleep on Saturday. Uh, That is what they're saying officially happened, that apparently he had kept his epilepsy hidden from uh, the public as he rose to stardom uh, in films like Grown Ups and on the show, you know, Jesse and and Descendants and Mirrors. So freaking sad. Oh, it's just... It just it stung when I read that. Because I liked him and all the stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know it's bizarre that here I am, a huge fan of the Descendants, but I just enjoy those musicals. It's they got cute. a lot of energy It's to well done, yeah. An autopsy will be performed to find out if he had any drugs or alcohol in the system at the time of death. The results may take weeks for that. Uh, in his last interview with Hot Living in uh, May, he opened up about his desire to make a difference. He said, there's a long line of difference makers in my family. I'm following in the footsteps of some really strong men and women who have showed me uh, what it means to give back. It's uh, the greatest way to fulfill yourself. And in fact, he paid tribute to his African-American heritage in the interview. His grandmother, Joanne Allen Boyce, was one of the Clinton 12, a group of black students who desegregated Clinton High School in Tennessee. Wow! After the 1954 Brown versus the Board of Education ruling. So I didn't know that. That's a lot to live up to. But he said, being African-American and Jewish, I have plenty of ancestors and family members that I can look to for strength and, more importantly, for a grateful outlook on life. Uh, every one of them clawed and scratched uh, for my sister and I to be in the position we're in today. Ah, oh, just terrible. Sad news. Um, in another story, keying off of a, a death, Anderson Cooper is, inherit, is inheriting the bulk of his late mother, Gloria Vanderbilt's fortune, but the monetary total of his inheritance is reportedly much less than estimates had predicted. Last week, documents showed that Vanderbilt was leaving her lavish midtown apartment to her oldest son, uh, Stan, that's Leopold Stokowski uh, is his name, and all the rest of her fortune to Cooper, her estranged middle son, Chris Stokowski, uh, who cut himself off from the family 40 years ago, reportedly get nothing. That being said, it was unclear how much Vanderbilt was actually leaving behind, despite the fact that Vanderbilt was estimated to be worth $200 million. Yeah. She's actually leaving behind less than $1.5 million, huh? which Page Six reports was the total value of her estate when she passed away following a short battle with an advanced form of stomach cancer. She gave a lot of weight to charity. As she was winding down, and she she let Anderson Cooper apparently know over the years there was going to be no inheritance, no big, you know, lump sum of money when she eventually passed. Uh, the outlet quoted a legal expert who called the unexpected development notable amid back and forth speculation around what would happen to Vanderbilt's estate. Uh, lawyer said uh, it is noteworthy that Gloria didn't leave hardly anything to Anderson when it was assumed that he would get most of her estate. Her eldest son inherited her biggest asset, which was her apartment. And there does not appear to be much else left. He did get her hoverboard. 
Which was uh, uh, very cool. It's unclear exactly how Vanderbilt spent the bulk of her fortune, but the railroad heiress had a series of legal and business woes over the past uh, several last several years, decades actually, of her life. Uh, that likely affected her finances negatively. I would have told her to invest in Batman figures because they do appreciate. <laughs> Though the value of Vanderbilt's estate comes as a bit of a surprise, Cooper likely didn't care less or couldn't have cared less as he uh, wasn't expected to inherit anything at all from his iconic mother. He had said in a 2014 interview um, why he doesn't believe in inheriting money. He said, my mom made clear to me that there's no trust fund. There's none of that. I don't believe in inheriting money. I think it's a curse. From the time I was growing up, if I felt like there was some pot of gold waiting for me, I don't know if I would have been so motivated. Yeah, so he that's made logical. Way. And besides, he's worth many millions already. Yeah. He has nothing to worry about. Exactly. Did you guys know that he had a brother uh, who passed away after um, jumping or falling out of a um, 14th floor apartment? Yeah, I remember hearing that there was a suicide in the family. Yeah, he, he, he talked about it, I think, once. It was 1988 that he died, and he was all, his, the, his, per, his name was Carter Vanderbilt Cooper. is also uh, Gloria's son, and uh, yeah, he died, and um, it, it might have been a suicide. They never ruled officially that it was, though. Right. Uh, moving on, the upcoming Fast and Furious 9 is going to star some familiar bold-faced faves, including Oscar winners Charlize Theron and Helen Mirren. Uh, Vin Diesel revealed... She talks good English. What? She talks good English. She talks good English. <laughs> That's why I you wanted have... her the movie because she talks good English. Uh, Vin revealed all of this on social media yesterday. Uh, plus, he said, quote, a few new surprises, including John Cena, who he said, I believe, is going to completely shine in this movie. Yeah, he wants a uh, replacement for Dwayne Johnson. They did not get along. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is sort of a uh, a snub and dig at uh, The Rock. Uh, also up will be regulars like Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson. Dustin Diamond. Ludacris. <laughs> Reprising his screech character. And, uh, oh, he's going to be Screech? They're part of the family because he's a tired Screech they, when you pull off you that. Know, you're right. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I, reimagining the character. I, I know you, you hate it when people lead with, I'm sorry, Steve. Yeah. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't get on board for this. I just can't do it. <laughs> oh, Fast and Furious? Oh, it's just I can't. Uh, I know it's it's throw it away. It's check your I, brain at the door. I'm crazy. not going to fault you one oh, iota. Not one iota. Me. Preston, when uh, there's uh, a car chase that involves a submarine, yeah. you have every right to tap out. <laughs> uh, and I completely understand it. It's so... But it's a money The maker. one that oh was God. was really good was the one that... Um, well, there was a couple that are actually so action... I like the first intense. one. Yeah, that, that's a good one, but these ones hold... These might as well take place on Jupiter compared to the first one. They're just yeah. complete science fiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, at a certain point, um, I just don't know where they can go. And yeah. literally, in the last one, there was a, a submarine yeah. and cars. Steve? Yeah. Space. Yeah, that's I it. Mean, there's always space. Yeah. They can end up up there. Take my family up to Skylab. Somehow or another. Uh, so thank you for joining me on Jupiter. Uh, Fast and Furious Nine arrives in theaters May twentieth, twenty twenty. By the way, so that's coming up next year. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody director Brian Singer, his one hundred and fifty thousand dollars settlement has been approved by a federal judge, huh. ending, ending a long battle with uh, Cesar Sanchez Guzman, who accused him of rape when he was seventeen years old. Uh, Sanchez Guzman will reportedly receive. About $35,000 himself with the balance being used to pay off his debts. But Singer's getting the money. 
says, uh, Singer is or the kid is? It says uh, Director Brian Singer's $150,000 settlement has been approved by a federal judge. Is he paying? Does that mean he, he gets the he, I think he's 000? paying, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, because he was the one who was accused of the sexual impropriety. Right? right? Unless, uh, he, unless he countersued. I don't know. I, I don't remember the details. The, <laughs> way, the, this way this, the way this read. Your Honor, if I may address the court. Well, yeah, because Steve, it says then the the other guy is getting $35,000. Guzman is getting $35,000 wow. okay. to, to pay off his legal debts. There we so go. It sounds like Singer is is getting $150,000 unless, oh. uh, unless I'm reading that incorrectly. Nick, can you yeah. dig into the details? I'll move on to Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Because we have important The great sorbet of entertainment, yeah, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay is ca- is uh, cashing in on her dormant app, uh, page six reports. Yeah, she launched the app in 2017 and offered exclusive content for two dollars and ninety nine cents a month. With this app, you can keep track of your phone numbers. After a so so response, she stopped adding content three months later. But she's been charging subscription fees despite the dormancy. And it's unclear how many paying customers there are. So it's hard creating content. I'll be the first to admit it. So, you know, people sign up for some yeah. things and they just kind of, if it's three bucks a month, they just kind of leave it there and don't go through the trouble of canceling. Because sometimes canceling is a pain in the it's ass. It's a pain in the ass. There are actually services, you'll see them advertised, that go through all your stuff. Yeah. And will take those Things you know, for the longest time, I was paying money to a midget porn site I because remember. we downloaded audio years ago of Tom Sizemore. Yes, right. Yeah. That, that was the one that had it on it. Uh-huh. And I got, I'm like, what is what? And it doesn't present on your visa bill as midget porn site. Right. It says, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Seattle or whatever. Holiday Entertainment. Exactly. You know, whatever. Exactly. Some, some bizarre, so, benign sounding thing. And you think, well, I, I don't want to discontinue it. I don't know what it is. What if it's something that I'm using? And, yeah. You know. And uh, but eventually, yeah. So the whole purpose of these uh, business is now is to uh, expunge all this stuff from your billing history. Okay. Uh, Nick, I see the, the last line in that, uh, which makes sense from this story of uh, Brian Singer, says the judge signed off, but that means that Sanchez Guzman will walk away with only $34,486 from the $150,000 deal with the rest being used to pay off his old creditors and court costs. There, there you yes. go. He got it, but he walks away with like thirty five. All right, okay. I believe that's how that works out, right? Yes. Okay. Now the curious, the, the, the question that still remains is: Will Brian Singer be directing anything else? Yeah, don't know. Hey, in a recent interview, Sarah Jessica Parker admits that she too. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker has approached the track. Sarah Jessica Parker is on the track. <laughs> Riding Sarah Jessica Parker will be Tito Anonyes. <laughs> uh, she admits that she, too, had a male co-star who harassed her. Oh, you know what I heard? Willie Shoemaker. This? No, I heard he was feeding her carrots with his own mouth. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> that's sexual harassment. Dude, that's that's, that's a horse's Me Too moment. Oh, please, guys, back off her. I mean, she did six furlongs this morning, and she's a little tuckered out. Man, you know what, though? Again, I told you, I saw her leaving Las Vegas, a honeymoon in Las Vegas. Yeah, actually. Listen, uh, we we give her a little bit of crap, but she's... She is very equine. So the divorce star, that's the show she's on, says that she wanted to quit the show, um, and I don't know what show it was, 
Uh, but he was behaving b- because this this guy was behaving badly, not only inappropriately, she said, but uh, perhaps even I would say uh, they weren't living up to the contract contractual obligations as well. It was a series that never made it on TV. It was called Seabiscuit in the City. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ding, 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 ding. she didn't name him but uh <sighs> did say that he was a big movie star uh, she added that despite her relative seniority uh she grappled with the idea of speaking out against him huh. uh, she said i think no matter how evolved or how modern i thought i was i didn't feel entirely in a position no matter what my role was on set i didn't feel as powerful as the man who was behaving inappropriately which Strikes me as just stunning to say out loud because there were plenty of occasions where it was happening and I was in a different position and I was as powerful, she said. Ultimately, she told her agent and he helped resolve the issue within hours. I got it taken care of. Very no quickly. indication at all who this person is. Not I guess that she's I've seen, trying no. to be um, delicate about it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Steve, did you see the the trailer for the Judy Garland biopic? I Judy. did. They just released it. She Holy looked, hell! Renee Zellweger looks fantastic. Not only does she look um, as Judy, like Judy Garland, she has the vocal. And I'm not talking about the singing. You'd, you'd be it'd be impossible to match Judy Garland yes. singing. One of the greatest ever. But she's uh, it's clearly her singing yep. these songs. But her um, speaking pattern is very, very similar to Judy Garland's. Um, she, uh, she she embodies the troubled star during her final weeks of life as she struggles to perform a five-week run of her sold-out shows in London. And she died of an accidental overdose at the age of 47 in 1969. That comes out September 27th. Also was released uh, Disney's Maleficent Mistress of Evil trailer. Uh, uh, you know, we're both big fans of Maleficent and uh, it looks like she has a little setback, Maleficent. Yeah. Man, they really give her these sharp features in her and face. And I don't know how they do it because they uh, you, there's no discernible line of makeup, but yeah. it just looks so cool. Uh, it takes place several years after the original 2014 film as new threats loom against Princess Aurora. That's Elle Fanning. Uh, and new alliances are formed. Angelina Jolie's Maleficent unleashes the full power of her wrath in the new trailer. Uh, and the film, which also stars Sam Riley and Leslie Manville and Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, comes out on October 18th. Did you see the Mulan trailer? No. It's really good. Oh, really? Yeah, the live, live action, action Mulan. Yeah. No. It has a, a real... Um sort of martial arts feel to it. Yeah. I actually watched that movie for the first time last year with my and kids. It was good. Was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never got around to actually watching that one. They looked at me and when I said, you know, I've never watched this, I got like a <gasps> reaction from my kids. I'm like, really? Is that big? And I'm like, yeah, they love it. So it yeah. was good. So, uh, but, and I think this trailer looks good as well, Steve, but I mean, I, it just begs the question, are they just going to take every animated movie ever? Yes, the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Steamboat Willie with Brian Dennehy. <laughs> right? It's his birthday. Yeah. Why not? But, Why not? But I'm but, okay with that. But the question is, Duck amuck. will they can, will they still be able to come out with great animated films Yeah. now that they've gone in this direction of taking them live action? Because then, that actually, it, it would behoove them to do so because they can make these great animated films and then 25 years from now, turn them into live action. <laughs> right. So what's, you know? do you think, so with this case here, so you're taking, um, this was not a straight up Pixar type movie. This was a cell yeah, animation. Yeah, yeah, original So, uh, and I think all the ones that they've done so far have been that. Uh, do you see a point in time where they're going to take the Pixar movies, mm. which are so photorealistic to begin with? Right. Like, would you ever do a live action Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. you couldn't. Be, yeah. 
No one has an eye that big. I don't know, man. They're doing, you know, uh, they're doing Little Mermaid and they're doing... uh, Yeah, but uh, what Steve is saying, I mean... Like Toy Story, for instance. How would you do? Yeah. It's already real. I, no, I know. Right. I know. It looks so real to begin with. Yes. However, you could do something like uh, um, what's the the one in in Scotland? Um, brave. You could do brave. You could do yes. You know, so there there are still a few of those. Actually, that are, that, that would work. That would work. Yeah. Up would work maybe. Yeah. All right. So one last thing. Sesame Street turns fifty this November. Last oh, last month, yeah. The show launched a ten week birthday party with a touring stage show and festival uh, this fall. According to Vulture, producers Sesame Workshop and Shout Factories Kids Unit will release Sesame Street 50 Years and Counting, which is a DVD and digital collection of the show's greatest hits. And the two-disc set will include celebrity guest appearances from R.E.M. to Amy Poehler to Patti LaBelle. Uh, There's also a primetime anniversary special set uh, to air on HBO and PBS this fall. And while many celeb guests are expected, nothing has been announced as of yet. They had some super huge stars on Sesame Street. I, yeah, I wonder what the um, the yeah. list would look like. Yeah. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, Mario Lopez and Courtney Mazza had their third child. Ah. Yeah, they welcomed their third child together, a boy. He shared the happy news on Instagram. I uh, think... And he wrote, uh, it's a boy, healthy, beautiful baby boy, Santino Rafael Lopez. Baby and mom are doing great. Mrs. Lopez came through like a champ. Take a look at uh, pictures of Mario Lopez if you want to call him up, uh, Kathy. Tell me if he's had work done. On his face? Yeah, it looks uh, it looks a little strange. Um, Nick just pulled one up of him and uh, Mark Wahlberg together in the gym. And um, in that particular one, he looks... You're not seeing it? I'm not seeing All it, right. but, you know, maybe... He you might just know. be getting older, too, Steve. I mean, sometimes... Maybe when he's camera ready, yeah. he looks like it. Maybe a lot of makeup when he's on... Um... He know. does wear a lot of makeup. I've does noticed he? that, yeah. Okay. But right. I don't know. He might... He might. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. It's I just so thought you got... You got more wrinkles as you got older. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're ready for clips, folks. The disappearance uncovers family secrets after their 10-year-old son disappears during a birthday treasure hunt. And in this clip, Joanne Kelly... Describes how character balances the seriousness of the show. I think if there is comic relief in this series, I think I might be it. With such dark material, one of the things that I really love about Catherine was she's oftentimes the one that is neither heard nor seen in the family. She's Mm. overlooked. She sort of feels invisible. And that was a really interesting thing to play with. Uh, The Disappearance makes its American debut tonight, 10 o'clock. That's on WGN. Let's get to the next one. The detour demonstrates the worst-case scenario for a simple family road trip when every bad thing imaginable happens on the journey. Sounds like your kind of movie case. He hates those. I hear Jason Jones discusses how the show balances its humor. There's never like, oh, we did this this season, we need to do this, this. It's never that. It's always story first, really. It's like, what is the funniest story we can tell? And then i am hired some of the funniest people I know to work with me. If we're all laughing, we've all got tears pouring out of our eyes. And, and sometimes that's it doesn't mean anything. But three days later, if I'm still laughing about it, I know that I'm other people are going to laugh as well. Uh, the detour is on tonight, 1030. That's on TBS. And there you go. That's the report for the morning, folks. Well done. Uh, let's take a break. As we're doing so, reminding you it is Tattoosday, your chance to win a President Steve tattoo, $350 gift certificate to our friends at the world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo on uh, South 4th Street in South Philly. Uh, so text tattoo to 39333. Get on it. And I'd like to give away a case of beer. we got a lot of beer to give away this week. Awesome. So we'll be throwing it out there. All the time as we go on through these days. Yards Pink, got a case of that. 
uh, for caller number 14-215-263-WMMR now available year-round at 12-pack cans, pinks of sparkling tartberry ale. Grab a case of pink cans at Yardsbury at 5th and Spring Garden or at Fairfax Discount Liquors in Wilmington, Delaware. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. For 50 plus years, MMR has owned the Stones. And now, and now you can own the Stones with a free pair of tickets. Listen to Win Your Way In to see the Rolling Stones July 23rd in Philadelphia. Tune in at 8 a.m. when Preston and Steve reveal the winning Stone song of the day and the hour it will play. Listen for MMR to play it from a vinyl copy of Honk, their new greatest hits album. 25th caller picks up the record and two tickets to see the Rolling Stones. When we spin, you win. Only from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Latest Daily Rush video is up and running, and it's our uh, friend Jason Kelsey of the Ah. Eagles when he uh, stopped by, last time he stopped by. And uh, the description reads, Jason Kelsey, Eagle Center, discusses climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and hungry dogs run faster. Uh, You can now watch that. PrestonSteve.com, brought to you by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. And... We have this morning Connor Barwin stopping by. Love it. Pretty cool. So he'll be here uh, roughly an hour or so, so we'll spend some time with him. Also from the WWE, we have uh, Baron Corbin, uh, who's going to be a part of the match coming up on Sunday at the Wells Fargo Center. So a lot of stuff going on. But let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the happiest place on Earth. It's magical. <laughs> Disney. This is Disneyland, by the way, in Anaheim. And there's a viral video, yes, that is... Uh, Making the rounds of a couple of families beating the ever-loving piss out of each other for about four minutes before they finally go their separate ways. That's a long fight. It is a long fight. Is someone in a wheelchair? It's in Toontown, by the way. There was somebody on a mobility scooter. Okay, all right. uh, Kathy, but it... uh, the, the fight happens, they start to split up, then it sparks back up again, then they kind of split up, then they sp- it, it keeps going on and on. I mean, and it do- it's it's like the uh, Andy Coffin used to do the intergender wrestling. Yeah. They're brawling, mm-hmm. doesn't matter, the dude's beating on the woman. It's, I mean, oh my it's, God, wait, so that's, okay, I'm just seeing this Kathy, for the first time. Oh, the, the guy punches flying. the woman? Yeah, oh, and, uh, there's a couple of women what? beating up, it's just a, it's well, a mess. Where's not, security? Not that it's an excuse, but it, she, it kicks off. They're having words, and the woman just spits, spits right in this guy's into, face, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then okay. he just he slugs her. But but I can't figure out who's on whose side. No, neither like, can it's, I. It's like I'm like, oh, he's hitting her now. I thought she was with him, and it's just it, Wait, it, who the hell knows what's going on. And then the woman in the mobility scooter gets up as if she's she she can up. walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a miracle. <laughs> This stupid fight between these imbeciles has caused a miracle. You know what? And there's a, there's a moment in this video where the, the, the whoever is filming this video, by the way, is laughing the whole time. She's not with them because obviously she would be getting in the <gasps> middle of this. And she's up close. But there's an older woman who gets knocked down to the ground on her back. And you hear the woman filming just laughing her ass off. And I'm like, this is... And you can hear children crying in the background. Oh, my God. There's it's a little kid walking around. And it's obviously this is... They're, they're, I, I will freely admit i chuckled a few times but the really tragic part of this here is this this little kid is watching these adults do this and walking around with his hands up like 
What's going on? Yeah. Even a kid can't figure it out. And he yeah. taps, I guess, who is his mother. Like, you know, hello, I'm yeah. here. You know, obviously he needs attention. He's upset, too. And all, all the while in the background, you have the delightfully colored Toontown. Oh, my God. <laughs> Happy place. Listen, I, I understand uh, that things can go awry anywhere and something somebody can have a bad day and something can, can trigger... But if you can have the presence of mind to be aware of where you are, you know, right then right? and there, you're in Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Casey and I were in uh, Epcot, and uh-huh. we're walking. Oh, yeah. You remember that guy we yep. heard just being a dick, just throwing F-bombs all over the place and was just... He was throwing them back. He was drinking. He was being loud. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, just come on. Look around you. See where you are. Shut up. But some people are just... you. Can, some people are just a-holes. It just uh, kills hell. me in this one because there was another one pressing. I forget. It was it was like a kid's park. It was like an amusement park. It very well may have been Disney, uh, Disney World. And this one's great because the woman in the mobility scooter in that one, Kathy, she doesn't get up, but she starts using her mobility scooter to join the fight. She's backing up and ramming the brawling people. So apparently this one, uh, they're all in the same family. They're all related. What? Oh, Oh, Uh, what? So this is an ongoing investigation. No arrests have been made, but uh, there was infighting that had begun Outside of the park, and the fight just continued oh inside the park. Oh, my God. No arrests. No arrest. they, they all That's knew each other. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, not yet, anyway, Case. They, they yeah. said the investigation's ongoing. Um, but After yet, they viewed the video, now they're, they're looking exactly. at potentially. Yeah. But then that guy I goes on. I saw everything. I saw it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a mess. Uh-huh. But then the guy goes on to slap another woman uh-huh. and take her to the ground. Kathy, he doesn't just slap her. I Dear mean, God. and this is horrifying. But he, he gives Punch her a haymaker. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All I all I heard the the one discernible well a couple of discernible things that I heard one of them was you hitting on my bitch and by that I don't think he meant punching I mean yeah. like you were firing on my my girlfriend my wife whoever that is his oh, bitch God. so within the family maybe maybe Something's like going on yeah that's a big guy too yeah a couple of big guys all right hang on a second we have someone on the line who got in a fight at Disneyland oh man this is Doug hi Doug you're on the air good morning. Rock. Oh, thank you, Doug. So, first off, this was Disneyland in California. Yes, it was. And how many years ago was this? Oh my gosh, uh, probably about twelve. Okay, so your father-in-law, tell tell us the story. What happened? So, I was in a gift shop, spending a little bit, maybe a little bit too much time in there. Uh, and next thing I know, he's screaming at me to come outside. We're not here for you. We're here for the kids. And I come out, and keep in mind, this guy's pretty mellow most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I come out, and I'm like, you know, you don't need to be yelling at me like that, you know. And I was PO'd, yeah. frankly. And um, so next thing you know, I saw an opportunity to, like, talk to him about it because I was, like, baffled. Like, what's the deal? Yeah. And I I made the mistake of putting my hands on his shoulders and oh, kind of oh, taking, taking a time to <laughs> – not, I didn't. It was a time when we were kind of isolated from the rest of the group. So I said, "What's the matter?" And next thing you know, he says to me, "He's like, do you want a knuckle sandwich?" Oh, that's <laughs> by okay. the way, that's one of the most hackneyed phrase. Why, uh, Paluka? I'm gonna suck I'm gonna you, suck you right, right next to I'm by I'm putting extra bread on this knuckle sandwich. <laughs> you galoot. Why? Why? Yeah. If I had half a why? Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my God! Okay. So what? How does it progress from there? Right uh, in the snooker. Yeah. So then, uh, normally I'm pretty mellow. Just to yeah. be clear, I said, "Go for it." Oh, you go all Rocky go for, for it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and next thing you know, he swings at like this half-ass uppercut. He swings at me and misses. Yeah. And by then, my my wife notices what's going on and starts screaming at him. And it all stopped at that point. Okay, you know? so a swing and a miss, but that's technically that's somebody that's a fight trying to assault. You know that can be considered assault. But wow, uh, how? What happened the rest of the day? What was the rest of the so, day like? So I straight up went over and talked to him. I was like, dude, I was like, we're in Disneyland. Really, I was really upset. Yeah, like this dude. This dude was like a father to me, and and. So I told him straight up, like, man, we can't. Uh, I'm not- banging your daughter. I bang her all the time. <laughs> no, it wasn't like I was going to try to criticize him, obviously, but right. it was more like me trying to say, okay, whatever happened there, I'm sorry, but yeah, uh, you reason. I don't, I don't want us to have this bad thing going on, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got to tell you, I was kind of banged up, like not banged up, obviously, but mentally, I was, mentally, I was upset about it. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, Doug, do you think that there's something about um, the theme park environment or is it is it the heat of the day or what? The what lines. do you think? Yeah, the lines. What led to something where you have two people who are and you say are not really prone to physical violence reaching this boiling point? Yeah. Well, what, what was it? You lost me. I'm sorry. Oh, I, no, no. I was just saying. Right. Yeah. yeah th- th- it, it just seems to me in a place <laughs> Thanks, that Doug. is completely contrary, that looks to foster well, happiness and joy. Listen, I've I've had, I, I get uh, I get theme park tension. Uh, I try to be aware of where I am and <laughs> mm-hmm. that it is for kids and everybody's there to have a good time. But, but with other people and things like cutting in line or being rude, I, sometimes it does get to me. And, and you I, want and, a piece of me? I, listen, I, no, honestly, yeah. it's, you're, you're, you're with like a group of five. Yeah. You got your yeah. whole family. Yep. And you're trying to make sure that everybody's together and we're getting where we want to be and, and, and everybody being fair. And yes. sometimes when it's not fair, it can make you angry. Now, it's never led me down a path where I was going <laughs> to fight at a theme park. Why you? But I can see why tensions do arise in theme parks from time sometimes to time. Sometimes it seems like people have never left the house and they just don't know how to behave yeah, in serious? public. Right? <laughs> and you're, you're like, okay. Listen, there are there's just some unwritten rules, right? Like protocol. Yeah, yeah. protocol. You don't fire on someone else's bitch. No, you don't. <laughs> Not in Toontown. Not in Toontown, man. You take that to Epcot. And yeah. it's so funny because sometimes. By the way, anybody else has gotten a fight at Disney? Please, call us. <laughs> yeah. We want to hear. About and if you have video, yeah. please yeah. send it over. Yeah. Go ahead. Sometimes I'm, uh, you know, level-headed, and other times I'm not. And I don't know. I don't necessarily get to pick and choose yeah. when I have that level head. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah. yeah, no, I, I know. But there what you are mean. times and, where it gets worse, and one of those times can be in an amusement park when it's hot and you got your kids, and they're. I think, Casey, I think of your story at the 4th of July parade all the exactly time. That's exactly what I was thinking. And, and, and the, <laughs> bending down and addressing them as a father to kids who were who needed to be addressed by their father. But, like, you get in that mentality sometimes, and, and this I'm, is a place I'm where that can happen. I'm you. Uh, you can have an Independence Day from life. Oh, I totally understand. I'm going to make you independent of your life. <laughs> 
Uh, but on the outside, everybody yeah. else. Hey, hey oh what my. a good dad. Oh, you are so, oh, you poor thing, you're so upset. You better stop crying right now. <laughs> Don't cry. Don't even let him know you're in pain. Uh, I try I try to keep in mind that uh, when when encountering other people, um, that uh, you, you don't know what kind of day that that person has had. They could have had one of the worst days in their life, and they're just a just a nudge away from going psycho on but you. But this is this, you know, yeah. and you're exactly right. This is there's a different dynamic, and we're seeing more. I I guess it's simply because there's more recording devices out there to capture these Probably, things. Probably, Steve. I don't this think stuff... it's been going on forever. I agree. But when you start to see it, and we just had one again, we had the. Two mobility scooter characters. <laughs> one where it's being used as a ramming device, and the other one where the woman has an epiphany, wait, I can walk. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, these family brawls that happen in a place that is supposed to be conducive to happiness. I think you're right about the uh, more cameras around. Because, yeah. I mean, like, like uh, for example, the earthquake. Uh, we used to never see earthquake footage. No. Now you can't get away from right, it because right. everybody's got a phone or their security cameras that are everywhere. Mm. Let me go to some other calls. Uh, I am going to... Amy, who got in a fight at Disney. Hi, Amy. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. You rock. Uh, thank you, Amy. What's your story? So I was planning my family. It was me and my husband, my two kids, and my mom for 2015 in October. And I spent like a year planning this whole thing. So I wanted everything to go perfectly the way I wanted to. So, you know, tensions were high. It was hot as hell. Yes. And yeah. So I'm like, you're waiting in line and doing all this stuff. And my husband wanted to do something else. You know, this is what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. So I, you know, he said something, set me off. I threw a bottle of ice at him. I'm like, you want to plan this? You go ahead and you go ahead. You go to your freaking fast passes. I don't care. You know, so I walked away and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm freaking at Disney World. I can't be acting like this, right? But you see, your your, your mind kicked in. But I can yeah. understand. You spent all that time meticulously planning. You, yeah. you, and I think, let me ask you this, Amy. Do you think? Amusement parks and parks of this nature in general would benefit from having more shaded areas oh my God. and more air-conditioned areas. Absolutely. Disney has plenty of that Disney stuff, World though. Freak. I'm going again in, in January, whatever. And But it's just it's so, te- it's so full of tension, and I'm like... I'm one of those that have to plan everything, but if something happens, forget it. I lose Yeah, so that's... So that, you know, and, and I hate to give this to you, Sometimes over planning is oh, yeah. is no, the really, problem, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily people that are derailing your problem. It's exactly. it's the over I engineering of of the week and and yeah. Yeah. sure, of course. But I mean, it's still the, the fact that you're you're hurling a bottle of ice at your husband, and in the moment when it left your hand, did you have that epiphany? What the hell am I doing? Exactly. Yeah. And he, the look on his face was like, oh, my God, I've lost my mind. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's the tension. And I can see where those people at the Disneyland guys just lost their crap. You know, it's like it's, it's tension. It's just like everything's built up. So so what, 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 what part of the park were you in when uh, when this happened? <laughs> Say that again. What part of the park were you in? What, what delightfully brightly colored characters were standing behind you? About the, the bathrooms at Test Track. Okay, Test Track. That's Epcot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You probably wanted to go to the bathroom at a time we had a fast pass. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna go to the bathroom when we have fast pass? <laughs> Are you crazy? You guys have a, have a great day. Right, Take it easy. Thanks, yeah, let me ask you, Press, because it. you are really good at planning things. Right. You have a whole binder of uh, of stuff ready Activities. for your vacation. Yeah, yep. Of activities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
We have these expectations. What happens when these expectations are not met? I don't like it. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, no. but you also don't plan so tightly where if something goes, something's off, it ruins your entire yeah. vacation. I, I do. Everybody come into the room, please. <laughs> I do leave a little bit of leeway to add uh, other things to do. But what I don't like is when I'm, okay, when I s- declare we're going to do this. And then, uh, you know, it's almost time to go do this. No, nah, we're going to go do that instead. I'm like, come on, man. We had a plan. Let's stick to the plan. And you, I know you. I know you and Rochelle. Uh, the, the edict from the get-go is, don't fire on someone's bitch. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's the yeah. thing. They keep, yeah. I'll tell you this, though. When you, you, I, I hate doing things en masse. I can't stand doing things with five or six people. I hate it. Yeah. I get. I hate taking group pictures. Yeah. Where, where's <laughs> Lou? Where's Eddie? Eddie, come here! He comes. It drives me crazy. I already prepped my brother for vacation. I was like, just so you know, we're taking group photos. So prepare yourself, okay? Right. He yeah. hates it. He's like, we have enough pictures. I know. I'm with you. I'm with <gasps> Steve. I will Photoshop a picture together for you. <laughs> Let me go to Alicia. Hi, Alicia. You're on the line. Good morning. Hi, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. What's up? Um, we were on, we planned a trip. It was our first trip to Disney and I had three kids. Well, our kids were six, four and three at the time. And my husband's a former Marine and we took my mom with us to help us out. And my husband had it in his, he likes to achieve these unattainable goals, which was going to all four parks in one day. What? No, it's inhumanly possible. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, he. We did it, and we did it two out of the seven days that we were there at Disney. It was awful. We were in the middle of um, Hollywood Studios right at the Big Hat, which is gone now. Yeah. And we were screaming F-bombs. Oh, my God. Take that, kid. He was like, give me this effing kid. And it was horrible. (laughs) We're having so much fun. (laughs) It's it's just wonderful. (laughs) It's like being in Hollywood. (laughs) Oh, my God. In the middle of Hollywood studios. Oh, my God. Alicia, how many many days into the, the seven day extravaganza was this? Oh, gosh. Probably like the fourth or fifth day. And that was the time we went. We went for 10 days, and I would not recommend that to anyone. anyone? That's too much. No, so, that's too much too for long. Disney. Yeah. That is a lot. I think ultimately, you know, uh, the um, the thing that I, I hear, and I hear coming back, you have two elements at play, the heat and, and someone who is a alpha planner. Yeah. And then when the, when everything then doesn't the, go as planned, the, the hitting on the bitches. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend just got married a few weekends ago, and uh, she had a wedding planner. And the wedding planner sent out an itinerary for everyone, and it literally said, Megan, wake up, shower, have coffee. <laughs> she had like 20 minutes to do that, and then it was bridesmaids arrive. They eat breakfast. Like, it was down to the okay. minute. It was like 4.38, speeches start, you know. Were you that wedding planner, Kathy Romano? Um, not, I mean, not okay. to the, oh, oh, was I the wedding planner? Yeah, for, for Megan, no, no, yeah. no, she had an actual wedding right. planner. Mm-hmm. Let me play a clip of a famous planner here, <laughs> yeah, to, just to remind you how it can get at theme parks. I think you're all f***ing the head. <laughs> We're 10 hours from the f***ing fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something, this is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much f***ing fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo-dah out of your 
Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dad, you wanna ask for something? Don't, Don't touch! <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Don't touch! First one's here, first one's leave. Oh, what what is the key though to God. not do any of that? Like I, I would say the, 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 the one overriding principle, remain fluid. Mm. Don't, you know, honestly. And also, yeah. I, I hate to say this, and it, right. it, if you can, everyone I know who's done it, if you're going to invest the time in these parks, try to take whatever, if you can do the, the guided tour, or if you can do, you know, if you have the, 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 the resource to do it. <sighs> it's or, expensive. Or, but, and with the yeah. apps now, take yeah. advantage of all mm. the apps, all the things that inform you when the rides are. And, and, and also take time to, to take a breather. Trying to do all four parks Mm-mm. in a day? Yeah. No, and but just... even what like what about just like the like the picture situation? Like I want pictures, my brother doesn't. So like what do do I then do I just take it without my brother and don't annoy him? You know I, what I mean? Yeah, like, I think you... so. I think like Steve said, being fluid like okay. that. Mm-hmm. Look, okay, we're just he's just not gonna all be right, in it. So you're you not know? in the family picture. Yeah. 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 Um, you're not, not in the family the picture in front of <laughs> and there's Goofy and he's wondering where you are. <laughs> Pat, is Where's it... your brother? <laughs> what is he antisocial? I don't understand. Is it one set of family pictures? Because, like, when we went down the shore as a family, we had one night where we hired a photographer to meet us on the beach. Everybody got dressed in the same thing, and we... If you did that... No, you know what, Casey? You know what it is? It's in... you get beautiful sunsets and... How many beautiful sunset well, right. family pictures do right. you have? Exactly. Just give them one. Is that the same son from years ago? This is no. Christopher or Jimmy? Hey, uh, it's Jimmy. And you're uh, right, Case, because uh, at one point, a few years ago when we were away, my brother turned and he said, I want to actually watch the sunset. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. need another yeah. picture with the sun half down. So if all you the way down. organize one <laughs> yeah, yeah. family photo, no, and that right. should be good enough. If you're, you're right. just tuning in, there's this big brawl at uh, Disneyland, Toontown in Disneyland. <laughs> Uh, that's racked up millions of views this morning. Uh, let me go to some other calls here real quick. I'm going to go to Allie. Hi, Allie. You are on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. all good. Tell us your story, please. So we were getting in line for Soren, and my mom was actually, it was right before she was having a knee replacement in December. We were there in November, and I've been to Disney tons of times, never had this issue, but she was actually on one of the motor scooters that the woman in the video is in. <laughs> And they only go so fast, and we're in line, we're walking up, and the family behind us, their kids are like 15 and 16, and literally they run up past us, almost bashing my mom, because they're running like they're five-year-olds, which if they were five-year-olds, I get it, they're excited. (laughs) So my dad made a comment, he's like, oh, come on, that's not right, really? So the mom, they were like a really deep South family, so they had a really thick Southern accent. (laughs) Right. And the mom's like, come on back, Lorraine. Like, just come on back. And then the kids come back, and the mom whispers under her breath. And she's like, well, it's not my fault. Some people are just too lazy to walk. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why would you even say that? I, my inner South Philly girl, whatever you want to call it, was (laughs) triggered. (laughs) And so what did you do? Thank God my boyfriend was behind me because I zipped around so fast. And I was just like, what did you say? Almost got in her face. And I was like, say it again. My boyfriend's pushing me forward. It Thank again. God he's the level-headed one. Uh, he's uh, pushing me. Oh, um, yeah. No, all right. And then, Allie, did you have to stand in line with those people next to you the, the rest of the time waiting for the ride? No. I honestly, they must have cameras set up and observe this stuff like crazy because 
part where they were kind of splitting people off. Yeah. There was room for at least six more people where we were going, but they broke them off from us and literally peeled them off into, like, another room. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because I would have turned around and said, which one of these are the products of incest? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks, Allie. So, that was the day I learned that I get triggered at your mama too. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Allie. Um, yes. People... Just don't understand when you get into these lines. Once you get into the shoot, yeah, that's your spot in line. And yep. you're and you're with the if you yep. are going to throw down or you're going to have a verbal mm-hmm. um, I- I- exchange with mm-hmm. the people around you, you're going to be with them for about an hour and a half, two hours. If you want to be in front of those people, yeah. then you need to beat them to the shoot. Once you get to the shoot, you are behind them uh, no matter what. And guess what? You're going to be waiting anyway, By the, so you can yeah. rush all you want. You're going to get to you're going to get to a jam a jam up at some point. Yep. And you're just going to have to stand there. So if it takes you five minutes to get to that jam up or two minutes to get to the jam up, it doesn't matter. What is Soren, by the way? Oh, it's this like virtual reality ride where you you feel like you're flying all over the world. It's really? not there it's, anymore. No, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They we closed just couldn't it. ride it when we, we were there. They they That's were upgrading right. it. It's, you were telling me how great it was. Yeah. Uh, let me go to another call and we got to take a break. I'm going to go to Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hi, good morning. How hey. are you? Doing good. So what's your, uh, your Disney story you wanted to share? So my husband and I were arguing in the parking lot, and we were unloading all the kids from the car. The driver's side door and the passenger side door was open. He was on the driver's side. I was on the passenger side. He throws his, like, water bottle into the car, and it ricocheted <laughs> and hit me, like, right in the chest. Oh. So I start freaking out. The people in the car next to us who are unloading, uh, speaking, like, full-blown French. We have no idea what they were saying, but they were freaking out. We go to get onto the tram to go to the boat to get into the Magic Kingdom. Right. They start talking full-blown English, talking about how my husband was beating me in the parking lot. <laughs> so by the time we got into the Magic Kingdom, now there's cops looking for us. Because they, they, they like, think you're being, you're, being, um, you're being battered. You're being attacked right, by your right. husband. Yes. Now, but, I mean, it, was, it was nothing like that. He just chucked the water bottle in the car and it ricocheted. So now we're like full-blown felons, like in, in line. What happened? That's Hoodie on, hoodie off, like incognito everywhere we went until probably like four o'clock in the afternoon. They finally like came up to us like, are you okay? Do you need help? Is he like, are you being held hostage? And I was like, whoa, it is not even like that. So wow. do they, do they sort of border collie, they border collie you away from him to ask you? And, and you, you have to respect the fact that they were doing that. Yeah, they that's had to actually, air the, oh, yeah, absolutely. that's a good thing. I mean, literally like on the run like what are you on what are you on? <laughs> <laughs> hey jesse when when, when hang, hang on when when they when he threw the bottle into the car and it hit you did you did you exclaim or go hey you know or uh, why would these um, people think that he was abusing you i don't know because well we were yelling at each other but and i probably didn't <laughs> oh, react to the yeah. okay so it seemed like a, a like a fight okay yeah I gotcha. like we're from South Jersey, so there was a lot of equitive. <laughs> <laughs> the way any family would. The way my family certainly would have. Oh, that's funny. Wow. So, yeah, we were on the run in Disney World for like eight hours. That, you, you're, you're literally, yeah, you're you're eluding the law while you're having the time of your life. Well, at this one in Disneyland, th- this brawl goes on for like four minutes before oh, yeah. any security steps in. I always heard that they like, they immediately have people that descend, that they're, yeah. ev- every part of the park is being observed and that they have guess uh, not there's, yeah there's usually i mean they're like the custodians or whatever somebody that can yeah. call security in there the video is up on com if you want to check it out but i was surprised at, at this like this really slow response time yeah interesting 
All right. So happy, I get my hands <laughs> happiest place on earth. Uh, very, very interesting. All right. Well, thanks for your stories. We appreciate it. Uh, we have a lot going on today. I want to take a break and come back because when we return, we're going to tell you the title of a Rolling Stone song that could get you tickets to that show coming up on the 23rd, along with their greatest hits album on vinyl. So we'll come back with that in just a moment. Connor Barwin's going to be here today. we got the B-File on the way also from WWE. Baron Corbin stopping in. Our friends from Deets and Watson are here, too. We'll be back in just a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, so a couple of minutes late. It's uh, 8.04, but we have that Rolling Stones song of the day to mention today. Your chance to win tickets to see the Stones July 23rd and their new album, Honk, on vinyl. The song you will need to listen for is Miss You. And it will be played in the 7 o'clock hour with the biggest Rolling Stones fan in the world, Jackie Bam Bam. Yeah. I guess it's a tie between him and Pierre, maybe. Pierre's favorite band of all time would be the Grateful Dead, right? No, no, no uh, CSMY. Yeah, yeah he, oh, loves, he likes okay. CSMY. But I think they're both so fanatical about the Stones yeah. that, that it feeds. It's like a, um, they become Voltron. They, they feed into the okay. Stones beast. I gotcha. So 7 o'clock hour, listen for Miss You. Be the 25th caller, and then you will get, uh, like I said, the Greatest Hits album, Honk, the, the actual one that we play off of vinyl, that we'll play the song uh, on that vinyl. You win that, and we'll give you two tickets to see the show July 23rd at the link, so don't miss out on that. We got to do the Bizarre Fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Fire. Brought to you this morning by the Bend to the Shore Bike Tour. Uh, you can join Casey and the WMMR Rock and Rollers in the 2019 Ben to the Shore Bike Tour on Sunday, July 28th. All proceeds benefit the Families Behind the Badge Children's Foundation. Visit fbbcf.org to donate. All right. I have a Florida woman in the news, and we'll begin by telling you about this woman, 64-year-old, Arrested for groping and grinding on a younger man outside of a restaurant in a Florida retirement community. She has now cut a plea deal in connection with her uh, unwanted sexual advances. What's your name, sweetie? Marion. You Ann- want a piece of this? Mar- it's kind of like that, Steve. Uh, Marianne Ann Zambrano pleaded no contest this week to a reduced charge of disorderly conduct and was ordered to pay $303 in court costs. Zambrano was originally charged... With <clears throat> misdemeanor battery for her uh, interaction with a worker at a seafood restaurant in the Villages, the country's largest retirement community. Uh, the victim told police... Do you like seafood or like got crabs? Uh, that Zambrano, <laughs> who appeared intoxicated, approached him outside of R.J. Gator's restaurant... R.J. Gator's. ...and, quote, grabbed him by his crotch and began touching him in that area. The man told cops it felt like Zambrano was trying to lower his pants during the encounter. Wow. Zambrano said that the man... Or the man said was also trying to, quote, dance on him during which time she rubbed her breasts and body against his person. Mid-grind, she asked the man to, quote, come home with her. And the victim who declined Zambrano's invitation said she also hugged him, kissed his neck, and whispered in his ear. 
It's not really a home. It's an old refrigerator box. A pair of witnesses uh, corroborated the man's account, and surveillance camera recorded Zambrano hugging the victim <laughs> and apparently kissing him on his neck. At the time, cops said the man did have his hand slightly up and did not touch her. Wow. Um, so she is, uh, she's got some court costs to pay, this Florida woman. Yep. Florida woman. Florida woman. You gotta love her. I bet the guy walked away saying, I still got it. Hey, right? Yeah. 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 Still got it. Hey, a YouTube software engineer dropped LSD on the 4th of July before ramming a stolen truck into strangers and stabbing his friend with a pencil. That'd make a great YouTube video. That's according to California police, you're right. <laughs> Uh, Bataille Coffee is now facing multiple counts of attempted murder huh. after eight were allegedly left hurt by his antics. Uh, Sergeant Spetcher, Spencer Crum uh, said the San Francisco man is in critical condition after he was shot by cops. Uh, Coffee's bad trip is believed to have started at a vacation rental with his friends. Uh, he was a student at Stanford and worked at Microsoft before starting his engineering role at YouTube last November. Wow. A woman is behind bars after authorities say she accidentally shot her husband while trying to shoot someone else. Whoops. Uh, the incident began Sorry. at about 6.45 Saturday in a road, raid, uh, road rage episode. Uh, the dispute carried over to a home. Authorities said that Erica Cole attempted to shoot a second party but instead struck her husband. Nicholas Cole was shot in the head. He's reportedly in stable condition, though. You are so stupid. Erica Cole was arrested. You are so stupid. On charges of attempted murder. You shot me again. Uh, second degree assault and reckless endangerment. She's being held on uh, without bond. <laughs> a grandfather looking to say thank you to a group of nurses for taking care of one of his family members accidentally gave them a cake uh, that was laced with marijuana. Back in May, the granddad unknowingly gave his nurses at a hospital in Warrington, England, a cake that was left over from his grandson's 18th birthday party. Wow. After receiving the cake, staff members noticed a strange odor coming from the cake and notified the police. It was discovered the cake was laced with marijuana. Uh, The cake was destroyed and cops began an investigation. At least one member of the hospital staff ate part of the cake. But did not suffer from any ill effects. What's the marijuana situation in England? What's the legal? I don't think it impact is. of that. I yeah, don't, I don't think they have medical or recreational. Right, um, I think so. Uh, but apparently, it was confirmed that no patients ate any of the dessert, and no issues that uh, compromised the patient care <laughs> arose from the incident. Florida authority. Here we go back to Florida. Florida authorities say a 13-year-old Tennessee boy. Charged with stabbing his brother's uh, brother, told investigators that he'd rather go to jail than spend eight hours in the car with his sibling. He'd rather go to jail. Yes, little bastard. Uh, deputies arrested the boy Saturday and charged him with aggravated battery uh, with a deadly weapon. I'll kill you. Investigators say that he stabbed his 15-year-old brother in the arm three times with a pocket knife. Jesus. As he was being questioned about the incident, he said that uh, he understood his rights. And that he didn't regret stabbing his brother, who had been teasing him. It's mommy's little felon. Uh, deputies say the boy told him, "I'd rather be in jail than eight hours in the car with him." <laughs> Listen, if you got an older brother that's just constantly picking on you nonstop, he's looking yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, the boys live in Clarksville, Tennessee. But uh, they were. Arrested. Why don't you boys just stab it out? All right, here's a weird one. 
An orange bird saved by passers-by and brought to an animal hospital turned out to be a actually just a seagull that was covered in curry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tremendous bird. Uh, the Tiggy Winkles Wildlife Hospital in the U.K., saw an especially vibrant avian patient on July 1st. The hospital said members of the public rescued a bright orange bird from the side of the road that couldn't fly. Uh, a, a, a new species. Yeah, apparently the person who at the hospital wrote, we had no idea what to expect and would never have guessed this. The bird, as it turned out, was covered in curry or turmeric. How did it get uh, any idea as to how it might have gotten covered in curry? Well, something like this has actually happened before, and they think maybe it was the same way. Aside from smelling a bit pungent, the bird was otherwise healthy, named Vinny after the Indian dish Vindaloo. Uh, he's on the road to being released back into the wild after a thorough bath. Aside from looking mildly traumatized after the bath, he looks good now. But it isn't the first time that they have had to treat a curry-soaked bird. In 2016, a seagull named Golfrazy fell into a vat of chicken tikka masala while trying to scavenge for food at a factory in the U.K. Okay. So maybe a similar thing happened. I don't know. Maybe I, they should put roofs on those factories. I've had some really good tikka masala. It's not a joke. Okay. No, 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 no. For, okay, it's line. not a joke. No, no. Uh, Wait, croc- there's a seagull in my... No, <laughs> what a croc makes a really good tikka masala. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's really good. I've never had it. A team of veterinary staff were able to wash him off and return him to his original colors, but the curry smell apparently lingered. But the bird is orange. It's pretty wild looking. And there you go. That is what I have in this morning's A Bizarre File. As we are taking a break, Casey's handing me something. Yeah, I got more beer. So we're giving away a lot of beer today. Uh, case of Yards Pink, uh, now available year-round in 12-pack cans. Uh, Caller number 7-215-263-WMMR. It's yours. Pink is sparkling, tart berry ale. And you can grab a case of pink cans at Yards Brewery at 5th and Spring Garden or at ABC Liquors in Bear, Delaware. We'll be back in just a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest, a friend, we are happy to have him back. Man, he lives the life. He, he goes to cool places. He has an amazing job, but he takes the time to do some good, and we've seen that over and over oh, yeah. uh, throughout the years. In fact, the fifth annual Make the World Better Foundation benefit concert is coming up. It's not till September, but you want to get the tickets now and be a part of this. Please welcome back to our studio, Mr. Connor Barwin. What's up, guys? Good to see you, man. Good to see all of you. How has your uh, your summer been going? It's been good. It's been good. I uh, I be, well, I played in New York last year for the Giants. Yep. Very disappointing season for us. Good for for the Eagles, right? <laughs> um, and then I've been back in Philly after the season. I moved back uh, to my home in Philly, so I've been here for a couple months. Is your wife from here? No, she's from Detroit. But okay, she moved here in thirteen when I moved here, and she got a. Job at Penn, and she's been working. Now she works at Penn and Chop and loves it. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's good that you're around here too. It's good to have. I mean, you've done so much for the area, and uh, I, you know, you sense that you. We were talking off area. You you love the area here as well. Yeah, this is after playing four years here. This has become home. Yeah, and, you know, the last two years I've moved to play, but come back every off season. And when I'm done playing, you know, the I, the plan is for this to be home. And you started your career in Houston, correct? 
Four years in Houston, four in Philly. One in L.A. And one in New York. One in New York. Yeah. Uh, So after you left here, uh, you know, you went to L.A. And and I just I thought, well, L.A. is is going to benefit from having you there because every single time you've lived in an area, you've done whatever you could to make a, a part of that area better. Uh, you you currently you, you're because you're from Detroit, you you still do it there. You still do it here. Were you able to have a, a, you know impact in in Los Angeles and New York when you were there? No, not really. To be honest with you, because I I moved there, you know, right before camp. Yeah, played the season and then moved back. You, I think you weren't you able to. Yeah, like, I think you have to roots. you know really kind of lay down roots. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was in Houston, I played there four years and lived year round. So and you, again, you had more Philly, time. Yeah. yeah, again in Philly, I was here. And lived here year round, unlike you know a lot of players. A lot of players play the season and go back to their college or go back to their hometown. We understood that your uh, efforts were afoot, though, for you to uh, seal up the San Andreas Fault <laughs> and eliminate the earthquake situation. I'll tell you, though, living in California, it is crazy being there with the wild the wildfires. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was there. My my wife woke me up in the middle of the night and was like, "I think our house is on fire." <laughs> Whoa! And I was like. Go back to bed. <laughs> and then I woke up and she was like, no, you need to go look wow. on the deck. And, like, we had ash falling on our deck and you could smell it. And the fires were still, like, 20 miles away. But you yeah. could see them. Were you Malibu? Where yeah, were we, you? we yeah, had right. Malibu right on the water. It doesn't matter, though. It was getting, it was, there, in fact, in a number of the cases, you know, I think last year it was getting right down there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, always dealing with that crap. You're dealing with the, the, these, you know. Every place has its cons, and yeah, exactly. every year you've got those winds and those fires, and then, of course, we just had a couple of fairly heavy earthquakes and aftershocks that are taking place. So, were you, did you, you, you had a couple of earthquakes, I'm sure. Were you handling those we, okay? We, there was one when I was there, and I didn't feel it. Okay. Um, so, so, I didn't get to experience that. But, yeah, the wildfire thing was crazy. I remember I found out, you know, it was up in the mountains, and they obviously don't. I didn't know this, but they don't really do anything until it comes near people's houses. Yeah, yeah. So the one fire, they just let burn all the way to the ocean. Wow. Well, you, don't, you don't spend the money to put it out unless it's you know going to affect people's homes. Exactly. Or so that was like crazy to learn about, but the whole, the whole thing was wild. It, it is weird. So, so of, of all the areas, obviously, would you consider yourself a you know in in mindset? Uh, more West Coast or East Coast? I, I'm thinking East Coast. Oh, 100 percent right? more East Coast. Okay. Right? I grew up in the Midwest and. Uh, I have family in New York. Uh, just vibe more with the energy yeah. of the East Coast. I mean, I like I, I feel like I'm a worker. I like to work. Obviously, I like to take time to rest. And but California is very much. You know, at least I lived on Malibu, so yeah, <laughs> you, you, you felt like you're on vacation, and I can't do that for too long. What celebs would you see down at the local? Uh, what, what is it? The uh, what? What are their What's convenience the, stores? The, well. Uh, there's Malibu Farms, but the Nobu restaurant is where you Nobu. see all, all the celebrities. Um, Who'd you see? Oh, I don't know. There was a whole bunch. Did you there see Nick couple, McElwain down there? I wish I could remember <laughs> who lived on my beat. Who's the girl that was like a super workout fitness girl? She was on like had a t- Jillian Michaels. Yeah, Jillian, Jillian Michaels, Michaels lived yeah. on, on the beach I lived in. Uh, there was a wow. comedian that lived on the beach. There, there was people. Charlie oh, Sheen oh, was Ed, down uh, there. Ed Norton lived on the beach. I, was ah. I don't think he lived there. He had a house there. And was they there. don't care about you though, do they? No, 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 not at all. No. They it's, barely care about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, the one, I forget the comedian, but he was a super sports fan. So he was like, always want to talk about the Rams and the Eagles. Oh, and okay. But it's yeah, funny because like that's where they live and work. I mean, like, they are going to get their gas at the gas station and go into, you know, the grocery store. Just to, the, people have their daily lives. They just happen to be sometimes famous and, and you run into them. And, yeah, I think that their impression of sports 
uh, quote unquote celebrities is different than it is in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, if you are on a sports team, if you're one of the, the four majors, you're kind of a superstar in yeah. this town. Yeah. But, but out there, I don't think that that's the perception. No, it's totally different. And it, it almost, LA is kind of the extreme because there's so much going on. Uh, people live outdoors. Sports is kind of second, or almost third. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. If you live in the, if you live in any drivable distance from Tom Hanks, you're going to take second place. <laughs> yeah. But that's it's funny. But he's right. But sports stars here are mega stars, and uh, it all gets it, it, it contextually. And and would you compare the fandom out there? We always hear this. It's very diluted because everyone's a transplant. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Philly. There's two things. I think what you're talking about, the it's a transient city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it. First of all, the Rams were there. They left. Now they're back. So it's right. going to take a while to build up that fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather is a huge thing. You know, in, in the Midwest of the East Coast, you think fall, winter, people come inside. It's time to watch football. Right. On the West Coast, they're like, let's go out to the beach. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sunday, you're I'm right. not going to sit around and watch a four-hour football game <laughs> when I could be at the beach. So. Uh, those those are some of the differences. And then, again, the time thing. The Eagles have almost been here 100 years. You yeah. know, the Rams don't have that kind of longevity. Right. The, uh, there was a, a video from inside a bar in L.A. because the Rams went to the Super Bowl this year. And, and the crowd reaction of them clinching the game, the NFC Championship game, to get to the Super Bowl was people were just like, oh, yeah, all right. Hey, way to go. You take that same fan footage and put it in a bar in Philadelphia, and obviously people went nuts. And it's it's the, the people that bleed green and live and die by the Eagles in this town really bleed green and really live and die by it. Well, I'll tell you an interesting thing is we played at the Coliseum. They're going to have a new stadium in a year. It's going to be amazing. But it's weird as a Rams player because we didn't feel like we actually played a home game until yeah. the playoff game we played that year. Wow. Really? LA finally got excited, but everybody else, like, we played the Colts. Everybody from Indiana that moved to L.A. <laughs> yeah. came to see the Colts. Yeah. Right. We, I mean, we played the Eagles. It was like Philly was in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. So, so everybody that moved to L.A., their team comes and plays the Ram. That's the football game they go to. I would guess the best thing about being a football fan on the West Coast is you don't want to stay up all freaking night long. No. Yeah. 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 Sunday night football TV. is over at 9 o'clock. Yeah. It's amazing. That's so cool. Over at 9 o'clock. That's so best. cool. Um, well, listen, we want to find out a little bit more uh, in your personal life, but let's talk about the event. Uh, the fifth uh, Make the World Better Foundation benefit is coming up, and it is, it's in September, but tickets are on sale now, right? Yeah, it's the Thursday before Eagles opening weekend. Okay. And uh, who's playing this year? Because you always get some cool bands. Yeah, Future Islands is playing. They haven't played in Philly in a couple of years. Uh, they're from Baltimore, and then the rest of the bands are all from Phil- or Make Philly Home, Philly. Uh, Hopalong, future uh, Strand of Oaks, and then Carl Blau, who's from the Pacific Northwest, but he just moved to Philly and lives here. Always okay. really good bands, and you you uh, you curate them. You're you know bands that you're you're into, so it's it's an eclectic evening. It sells out pretty quickly, so you want to make sure you get on it. And and the beneficiaries of the charity are yeah. It'll, our next project is Vare Rec Center, so this will support kind of Vare and all of our work. I mean, we still work at Ralph Brooks, right. Waterloo, kind of working on maintenance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this supports all the work that we do. Okay, so the parks that you've gone in and fixed up, you're still, you, it's just not one and done. You don't go in and you maintain yeah, it's them. problems. So you help yeah, maintain Yeah, well, we work, we work with Parks and Rec, and we work with okay. all the people that are in those neighborhoods that we've met, and we try to support them. You know, you don't, we don't try to just put $2 million of construction in and then and walk walk away. Right. Um, so, yeah, we have we have support at, at every playground we've been at. And you just got an award. So it's from the, the Mayor's Magis Award. Is that how it's pronounced? Uh, for... Um, uh, you're working bit, building better playgrounds for children in Philadelphia. You've discussed the importance of having a good, safe park with a program to go to and how much that can make a difference in a kid's life. 
And uh, it's got to be. I mean, you, you you don't seem like the kind of person who's you know uh, me me me. You're 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 a giving guy. It's got to make you feel good to pass a park that you had a hand in making sure was up and running and serving the community. It's it's pretty inspiring or amazing to to go by the two we did in South Philly, Ralph Brooks and Smith yeah. Playground. If you guys are ever in South Philly, I I you know you should drive by it because there's so much life and joy at those yeah. places. And again, you know, I don't want to. I mean, let's be honest, like every kid, should, this is a public amenity, every kid should be able to wake up, yeah. go to a playground, mess around all day, Safely. and when the sun goes down, yeah. go home. Like, mm-hmm. that should be something everybody should be able to do, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm trying to do my part with, with a lot of great people to do that. Wait, did you say Smith Playground? Smith in South Philly, oh, not okay. Smith Playhouse in Fairmount. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, because you, you grew up in Detroit. You grew up in the city, and was that was that your experience? Did you have a, a limited uh, amount of areas to go and and, and well i wouldn't say unlimited around. but i had one playground that i would i mean i would literally run to with my basketball yeah. dribbling the basketball all the way there and I would, I would be there for hours and then i had a kind of an after school program that was uh, a gym uh inside an old church that uh, this guy from the neighborhood used to run and we would just run basketball for hours so uh in some ways yeah that was my experience so here you are this six-year-old six two 160 pounds running <laughs> <laughs> off with your basketball you you still play basketball to keep in shape uh, I, I was watching I, I follow you on instagram and stuff and you were doing a workout last summer where you just kept going up and dunking it and yeah going, yeah yeah so yeah I, try, I mean basketball i mean football you lift so many weights mm-hmm. you know you can kind of get stiff doing that yeah um, and, I, and i love basketball so i think basketball is a way to kind of keep your explosiveness and athleticism well that was talk- a re- that was a regulation height because um, <laughs> you were dunking every one of them yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i played college Damn, basketball dude. so you the, did the jumps are the you know i can't jump quite as good as i used to but i can still get up there but you played wow. d1 basketball at cincinnati i yeah. mean that's that's impressive it's um uh, and i like I, listen i watch a lot of football and they talk about you know some of the better tight ends in the league right. are, are tight ends that actually played basketball because they learn about using their body as um uh, you know like a barrier you know is is there um, an application for a linebacker as far as, you know, does basketball help you out, at, you know, on the defensive side? Well, I think there, there are some basketball players that have played defensive end or mm-hmm. pass rushers. Um, you know, and linebacker, a little bit when you're dropping in coverage, because if you think you're playing basketball, you're backpedaling, you're trying to keep everything in front of you, vision, yeah. defense. Uh, so a little bit when you drop back in, in pass coverage. But as a pass rusher, it's kind of, the way it relates to basketball is kind of blowing, blowing by somebody and getting to the basket. You know, uh, you have to be that explosive uh, when you're trying to get quick, around a three hundred quick, quick lineman. Yeah, movements. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that, that would seem to be a good application. I'm sure shuffleboard also helps. <laughs> <laughs> How's fatherhood treating you? It's great. It's yeah. great. We're, we're practicing to have some more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my son's 13 months now. That's where I, ba- basketball comes in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> But no, my son's at a fun age right now. I mean, everything, it's its weird. I, it sounds bad to say it, but he's like, every day he's trying to kill himself. I mean, he's, like, he's, 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 he's doing everything he can do to, like, yep. hurt himself. Yeah, so, yeah. That's the process. It's, it's pretty wild to watch yep. it. Yep. So my, my wife, uh, she only has a sister, so she didn't, she didn't understand the, the boy mentality and it's like there's just something that's ingrained in them they're like i have to jump off of this thing right and i have to and, or i have to jump from this thing all the way over to that thing mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm gonna make it but i'm gonna try yeah you know exactly he's, he's everything that's glass he wants to break and, uh-huh. you know, and then crawl around on it i mean it's wild but i would think th- that some of that is in the dna or an athlete yeah, that that would be imparted God. to him in at some level 
I think it's only natural. I, I don't. It could be. Yeah. It could be. He's also he's also a very emotional baby too. <laughs> Whenever I like leave, it's just like tears and crying, and I was like, all right, man, come on, dude, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm sure you can only speak to your experience, but um, it, it seems like, and maybe this is just from a fan's perspective, but it seems like more professional athletes. Are, are coming to Philadelphia and staying here uh, because they want to, because they want to raise their family here. You come to mind. Uh, Bryce Harper comes to mind. You yeah. know, when, when he got here, he announced that he and his wife are expecting a baby as well. Um, is is that true, or am I am I being hopelessly optimistic about it? No, I think, I think it's very true. I just named guys right off the top of my head that I know. Todd Harriman's not from here. It's home. Trent Cole's not from here. It's home. Brent Selleck, Jason Kelsey. I think it's a great city. Um, you know, you're on the East Coast. It's a great location to get anywhere. Do athletes but talk also, amongst themselves to, to encourage to come to Philly because of things like that? Yeah, I think so. And, and the biggest thing is what we talked about when we first started talking. Sports are very important here in Philadelphia. And yeah. if you're an athlete, you want to be somewhere where it's important. Like, mm. you want to play somewhere where people care. And in L.A., they care about a lot of other stuff. Some people care about sports. But in Philly, it's like... Everybody really cares about sports. So you want to live where people care about what you do. Good point. Let me ask about the dynamic of, of New York. And I've contended this for quite a while. I was born in Manhattan and lived, you know, my, my formative years in New York. But it was, it was, there was just a glut of teams. And there was just so much. And, and there is a, again, and I say this, and I don't say this till the day I die. There is a, a, a pure fandom in a, in cities where you are not dealing with nine teams per sport. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's, there's other things. In New York, there's a lot more other things too I yeah mean, but philly is you got the four major sports teams they're in south philly all right there i mean that's unique in itself yeah that's, you know what is it, the fourth biggest city in the country well it used to be but i think we are again yeah oh yay <laughs> yay well you yeah, played yes. in four of the top five and in in houston la new york and philly uh but philly i would contend and uh, this is a, probably a homer's perspective but is the most passionate of all of those cities when it comes to sports i, I would almost say by far there you, you know, go. You're, you're, you're right. You're definitely right. And you wouldn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're just yeah, jumping in, uh, Connor Barwin's with us, a fifth annual uh, benefit concert for the Make the World Better Foundation. Uh, it's not coming up till September 5th. It'll be at the Dell Music Center, but you can get tickets now. I was looking at your Instagram account. There's a link right there in the bio uh, to get tickets to that if, you, uh, if you'd if you like to. And I, w- I, w- I will just say quickly, you guys are talking a lot about hoagies this morning. <laughs> yes. Um, Mark Vetri has done all the food oh. for the concert. This year, Yum. though, he's doing a collaboration with Joe Badia, and they're going to do hoagies before the concert. So Is that too like, shabby? There's like a meet-and-greet meet ticket an hour before the concert starts, and you can buy okay. it. So I know a couple of years ago you had um, uh, the War on Drugs as your, your headliner, and I love that band. And you were on board early with those guys. They ended up, uh, you know, they're they're essentially a Philly band, even though yeah. the lead singer is not from Philadelphia. They, you know, they were formed here in Philadelphia. They won the Grammy for the best rock album for their last album. Um, so you kind of have your finger on the pulse of, of popular music, which in this lineup, and you can't say all of them, uh, is, is the band that you're most looking forward to seeing. Ooh. Well, if we're talking about well, that's a tough question. Yeah, um, who's going to win the next Grammy? I, I think I think Future Islands is going to be great. Uh, the last time I saw them, they played in the church at First Unitarian. They're yeah. huge, uh, and I've heard they're great at playing. You know, the Dell is almost six thousand seats outdoors, so it's kind of a big room. Mm-hmm. And they're, I've heard they're awesome at kind of making a big room feel very small. Cool. Um, Hop along played the show a couple years ago, so I'm excited to see them. And then, but Strand of Oaks is, I mean, the guy's an incredible singer songwriter. Uh, it's pretty much. Just the one guy in that band, right? Or is Strand it Strand of Oaks? Yeah, yes, yeah, Tim. Tim, yeah, um, but he's amazing. I mean, just like 
a very a Bruce Springsteen type guy. Um, so I'm excited to see him, and I think there's a, there's a huge ceiling. No, we have a, in our notes here. It says and a special or secret guest that is yet to be announced. Has that been? Oh, announced? That, that was Hot Belong. That was so Hot Belong okay. was playing Firefly Music Festival, and we couldn't announce that. Yeah, until that happens sometimes. You got to sit on that stuff. The uh, radius clauses. Yeah, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you because it says in the notes you were in Japan in May. Yeah. I've, that, that's my that's my destination. That's where I want to go on vacation to Japan. Y- yay or nay? Did you have a good time? Yes. Okay. Go. Awesome. Oh, you, Incredible place. You should go to the Olympics. They'll be there in I think two years. Ooh, that's a good idea, Steve. That's that's time to go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Were you in uh, just Tokyo or did you work your way just, around? Just in Tokyo. My my friend got married there, so I went there for about a week. It was, okay. it was awesome. And he and him and his friends like go there a lot, so we knew how to get around and everything. So and I you hear just, you're just in for the wedding and out, or did you get to spend some time around a little bit? Uh, I mean, we were in Tokyo. I think I was there four nights. Okay. Four nights? So, you flew so, all the way for four nights to Tokyo? You're a good friend. I, I had to get back to how my much, wife and son. <laughs> how much ramen did you eat? A lot of ramen. Yeah. Uh, out of vending machines. Uh, <laughs> That's like the dish, right? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. The, uh. It's crazy there. Just a little bit about Japan is the culture, like the bars and restaurants. So, there's 30,000 restaurants in New York City. Yeah. There's 160,000 <laughs> oh in Tokyo. Oh, my God. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. And then you walk down all these tiny alleys in the bars in uh, restaurants. A lot of them only seat like eight to ten people. And they folk, the culture is like you do something and then you do it for your whole career and you like perfect it. Yeah. So if you're going to go somewhere, you get one, like they make ramen and like. That's what you get. Right. Um, so I was, it's really cool in that way, um, kind of experiencing that kind of culture. I was watching the show. That they did it where it was uh, Henry Winkler and Shatner, and they were touring, and they they were around. They went down one of these alleys, and there was literally, like you said, a restaurant that six people were in. That's all. And the guy specialized in one particular flavor of ramen. Exactly. And that was it. Yeah. But he was yeah. the best for that. Exactly. Uh, it's cool. Of 160,000 restaurants, how many did you try? Uh, I mean, we would, like, do... <laughs> Two or three dinners a night. Yeah. <laughs> just bouncing around. And then we tried probably three or four bars a night, too. So yeah. we had a good time. Dive into a little sake while you were there. Oh, yeah. 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 And I saw, I saw. speaking of liquor, that uh, that Yards uh, did a beer with you, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. They did a MTWB beer last year, and I think we're working on doing another one this year. So that's a fun little they're great. collaboration. We're they're doing. really charitable. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. They're awesome. All right. So I got a quick question because I know currently you are a free agent, but you, you are going to play football this year. And, yeah. and so you're all in shape. You're good to go. How does that work? I mean, are, are, do you work the phones? Is it your agent? Is it both of you? Or do you or, need Kathy to do it, something? Yeah, do you need, I mean, I can. I mean, you in. guys, you guys can do work it do? too. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it. You know, usually I'll it, tweet it out. Yeah. 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 Tweet yeah. the Eagles. No problem. Let, let the Eagles know. Um, <laughs> you know, usually it's your agent and my agent. Is still doing most of the lifting there, but because I've been playing so long, I have a lot of relationships across the league where coaches I played for play coach somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'm so I'm talking to some people. Um, yeah, and I, I'm gonna, you know, last year I waited till right before camp to go to New York. This year I'll probably wait a week into camp uh, to find kind of the perfect situation. You know, I thought New York was a good situation last year, ended up not being a good situation. So I want to be a little, little more strategic about this year. But obviously, I, mean, I said last week doing some media that I'd love to I'd love to stay here. I told Howie it'd be great not to have to move again. Yeah. Do you think you could ever see yourself working for the league outside of being a player? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, and is coaching something that is maybe coaching? I see you? myself more in kind of a front office role. Okay, um, how's you know. your dancing? Because they just hired some male. Uh, <laughs> that, cheerleaders. That's yeah. right. They did. Did, they? <laughs> did the Eagles just? Who is that? Who's yeah. that huge dancer? Uh, I think L.A. definitely did. Yeah. L.A. had someone. I was out there. I no, really Philly did. Yeah, yeah, did they? Yeah. Philly did absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you obviously look like you're ready to play. I mean, it'd be it'd be great. How many, you obviously you you're not the kind of guy who's been appears to be you know willy nilly about your life plan. How many, you know, how long am I going to play? Yeah, twelve is the tops. I mean, this it's year by year now. I mean, I'd like to play again. I want to. I'm only going to play if it's a good situation. Yeah, this season I've been training uh, pretty hard the last couple months at Temple. Um, but I, I've told my wife, I've told everybody, I'm done after 12. This, so. Okay. So this would be 11, right? This would be 11. Yeah, I'm not, be 11. there's no way I'm going after 12. So, uh, you know, I, I also, I follow Chris Long on, on social media. I don't know if you're friends with him or not. Yeah. Uh, I would love to have him on our show. I just, he, I get such a kick out of that guy. But he was just posting something about, uh, you know, I'm sure retiring, you know, was uh, something that was in his mind for a long, long time. And it wasn't an easy decision to make. But uh, with camp coming up, he is loving the idea that he doesn't have to you have know, to bang his head against somebody for another six months. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a good, that's well, well, camp especially, I think. Well, that's know. why I'm thinking I'm going to take a week or two off of camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> I saw uh, a Real Sports with Derek Jeter, and, you know, he, he retired as a player, and now he's the CEO of the Marlins, and he talked about how, you know, the, the longer he went as a professional player, baseball player, uh, he, he was referred to as older and older and older. He's an old player. And then he becomes CEO, and all of a sudden, he's young again. Yeah. You know, he has a job in the front office, and he's not the old guy playing ball. He's the young guy in the front office. So he can actually change your perspective on age in, in life and what you do for the rest of your life. Because if you're going to retire in your mid-30s, you're, you're not even halfway done with your life, you know? Well, I, I try to tell guys in the league now, and the league should just not say retire anymore because you can't end. You're 30. First of all, yeah. most guys retire when they're like 25 or 26. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't say retire. You need to like say I'm transitioning to yeah. something else. Like that needs to be the word the NFL uses because you can't. Just like Caitlyn Jenner. Right. You're transitioning. <laughs> You're transitioning. Different ways. Um, no, but ultimately, yeah. I, if you still got it, you still have the passion, that's it. But it's good to have a, a definitive point at which you say, okay, you're going to – and your altruism and what you do on the periphery is is certainly uh, rewarding to you. So it's not like you're, you're bereft of options, you know? Yeah, guys just need guys just need to find something to do when they're done. And yeah. The, the quicker I think you can do it, the better. Nice. All right, well, listen. Uh, oh, you wanted me to bring this up? Yeah, well, speaking of transitioning, I don't know if he's ever tra- – have you ever been a judge in anything? <laughs> I think I've been a judge in a couple of things. Okay. Uh, well, on Thursday, Case, I didn't know we were going to break this live on the air, but we, we are hosting the President's Eve Belly Flop Championship. This is a major event. The NFL tried to get this. <laughs> and and we said, said no. no. Yeah, we sorry. said you're going to screw it up. It's at the Valley Forge Casino Resort. And uh, <laughs> if you would like to be a judge, you are more uh, than uh, welcome. Is this something... Casey participates in. Uh, he's I a have. judge. You'll do yeah. I have, but I'm I'm a I'm a retired. I'm sorry, transitioning diver. Uh, <laughs> Reese Hoskins or no wait no, no, no it was uh, Cameron, Cameron Rupp. Rupp. Cameron Rupp came yeah, out. Sebastian Latou uh, from the Union has been there. So yep. 
Yeah. There is a uh, a major NFL scout is going to be there named Mike Jarek. Uh-huh. Yes. Fox 29. Fox 29. Uh, we're watching a video of, uh, I guess this is last year, so because I saw a couple of familiar faces. But, uh, yeah, if, if, you, if you're if you free Thursday night, you're invited to be a judge. You don't have to answer now. No, yeah, you don't yeah. have to answer now. We just wanted to float that out there. Your, so. new, uh, your new Twitter agent, Kathy, will be there. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I need to get a photo of us, though, shaking hands on our agreement that right. I'm not representing you. <laughs> yeah. So when you eventually fight her in court. Right. I can get some of your NFL money. <laughs> well, Connor is here to promote the fifth annual uh, Make the World Better Foundation benefit concert. Once again, it's at the Dell Music Center, and that's September 5th. It's, it's a wonderful cause. Yeah, it's a little ways off, but get your tickets now because, you know, it sells out every single time. And uh, the Future Islands, uh, Strand of Oaks, uh, Carl Blue, and uh, who was the other? Hopalong. And Hopalong. Uh, are going to be there, and tickets available at MTWB, make the world better, dot org, MTWB.org. You can go to Connor's uh, Instagram page, and there's a, a link in the bio, but get tickets. It's so cool, dude. It's so great to have you in this area, uh, calling this home, doing good. So we're just, uh, we're, we're just, we, we love it when you come Thank by. You, man. Yeah. Thank you, guys for, for having sure. me on. No problem. Connor Barwood, yeah. guys. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We'll get uh, Baron Corbin from the WWE in our studio as well. Stay there. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. At uh, the Wells Fargo Center on Sunday, WWE Extreme Rules is taking place. (laughs) And our next guest is going to be in a winner's... Take all mixed tag team match. Please welcome Baron Corbin. Hello, hello, hello. Show this morning. How you doing, Baron? I'm quite well. How about yourself? Doing very well, thank you. I'm playing music from uh, from Bad Wolves. Okay, because I know that uh, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy wrote your your intro music, right? Yes, he's a good friend of mine. How do you How do you guys know each other? So I met Tommy a long time ago uh, on tour. He was touring with a band that I was hanging out with in this moment. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dated Maria for like three years. So we we uh, were on tour together, and Tommy was doing a song with her, and we just became friends, going to the gym every day, and uh, you know having a lot of fun, and we stayed in touch. Uh, over the years, and when I got an opportunity to get an artist, I you know I reached out to a few friends: Lejean from Seven Dust, Tommy, Corey Taylor, wow. and, and Tommy worked out well because he he hadn't signed with uh, Zoltan's label yet with Bad mm-hmm. Wolves, mm-hmm. and so it, it was a, a really cool opportunity. And you know Corey Taylor as well. I do, I do. He's a great guy. We've had some altercations as well. <laughs> oh, really? A lot of fun. Yeah, we were at uh, AfterShock in. California doing a show and and he punched me pretty good from the uh, the stands. It was awesome. <laughs> he's he's kind of a Renaissance guy. He's got yeah. he's got a lot of interests. Yes, which he, is really he's cool. awesome and just wicked smart. He's one yeah. of those guys that yeah. knows all the information about just random things. And you wonder, like, oh, there there's a clip playing of it right oh, now. Oh no way! Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Boom. Oh, he got you good. I, I know. I told him, uh, his wife at the time, I said, if he doesn't hit me uh, good, then I was going to get his wife out there to do it. <laughs> and so he swung, he swung for the fences. Wow. In this footage, you had really long hair at yeah. the time. Yeah. I finally got to cut all that off. Is Honestly, it, don't you like this better? I, it's so much better <laughs> yeah, for honestly. so many reasons, though. Yeah. Like, going to the gym now, it's not in my face nonstop, sleeping and, and showering and everything is better. And don't you love the way the pillow feels yes, when you had it Yes, it's the best. Especially when you fresh cut it. The fresh uh, cut, you know it. You know what you're talking yes, about. Yeah. Yes. And, and in fighting, too, in wrestling, that's a, that's a handle. Somebody it is. Yeah. It is. To, man. It's crazy how people just grab onto it and rip you in a different direction. It's not yeah. a lot of fun. That's why yeah. they say you shouldn't have a cape and you shouldn't have your... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cape, capes are all bad. 
<laughs> I mean, they're working out for Batman. I see all the Batman figures around. Yeah, yeah. Batman yeah. makes it work. Yeah, somehow. different yeah. case. So you you have a, a long and storied, um, you know, just sports career in general. You played in the NFL uh, and two teams, right? You were the Colts yeah. and yeah, uh, I was Arizona, Arizona and Indy. Yeah. I was with the Indy only about. Six months and then about two and a half years in Arizona. Yeah, did did you did you love it? Was it not what you had hoped it would be? So I mean, I think the game of football for me was okay. I just loved running people over, and yeah. I loved that that competition. I was an offensive lineman, and you know everybody's like, "Well, why don't you want to be a D lineman or a tight end?" Because the way I was built, and I was like, "Well, as an O lineman, I have eleven targets on every play. I get to, <laughs> you know, I can potentially hit eleven people." So. I just I love the physicality of the game, yeah, um, and I love the the team family aspect of it. When you're in college, where'd you go um, to college, by the way? Northwest Missouri State, D two okay. school. Um, you're from Kansas, right? I'm from Kansas yeah. City, yeah. And uh, so I loved that about football. Then when you get to the pros, it, it's a business. You know, you come in on Wednesday and the dude's locker's cleaned out next to you. So it's like you don't you don't build those relationships. It becomes yeah. kind of a job. You must have dominated in college then. I mean, in crushed to, people. Yeah. Just no, no, no. took their hope to play football away. Yeah. Because if you're turning heads at that D2 level to yeah. make it at, at the and, pro level. Like, and, I, and I was, I, I was a dude, I was, you know, 320 pounds in college. I was running sub 540, benching over 500. Like, dear God. I was a monster. I think I just was kind of a, I always had size, but I don't think my athletic ability caught up to me until about my senior year of high school. Um, when I started boxing, when I really kind of got that that ability had, to connect with my size, you had to cut down for boxing, right? Yeah, um, not really, because it was it was two hundred and one and up, so it was wow. just it was a wow. unfortunate day for some guys that were like two ten. Um, <laughs> I was watching a documentary about uh, the guy dude Butterbean. Oh Butter, yeah, <laughs> and Butterbean was a, was uh, was just a fight. Yeah. Was, uh, of, uh, just a rock, dude. He had, he had he had about three rounds of gas in him, and that was about <laughs> that was it. it. Yeah. Was that you in the ring, or did you have any no? Gas? I, I could go because um, yeah. I when I was fighting competitively, when I was doing the gloves and stuff, I was about two eighty five, two ninety, and it was always great because the gloves would in. Then I'd be going to training camp for college football, so I could just we do the conditioning test, and I would laugh at it like it was <laughs> it was one of those things. But but yeah, coming out of college, it, it was a little hard too because um, pro scouts would be like, man, if you were a D one guy. You'd be going in the second or third round, yeah. but your competition level. But then I played in all star games against D one guys, and I held my own. I think that's what that got me in the door. Smart of you, though, to to figure out what you liked about the the game and and the sport and and pare it down. And yeah. I think you found the perfect world for you. <laughs> yeah, you did. You know. Yeah, when I was done playing football, um, it it was a kind of a, a bittersweet ending in Arizona. Russ Grimm was my O line coach, who's you know Hall of Famer yeah. hog. Um, and he had the same attitude. Like, I'd get in fights at practice right. uh, all the time, and he loved it. And, um, you know, when I when I left there, it was, okay, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to go back into competitive fighting, you know, go to boxing or try UFC? Um, or do I want to go to WWE? Because I've always been a fan, and, and it was the right road was WWE, and it worked out really well. Did you Clearly, yeah. Did you flirt with UFC? Did you learn some uh, mixed martial so, arts? So, yeah, I, I actually did um, jiu-jitsu in Delaware right down the road from oh. here because uh, I used to live up in Westchester for a little while. When well, I where was, in Delaware were you uh, Um It was just a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu place. I don't remember the name of it. There was like 12 guys but a legit Brazilian Jeez. instructor that was okay. awesome. Could you imagine facing him in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Uh, I, I fought, um, I won the, the Naga Championships up in Newark. When wow. I was living out here in jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I did flirt with going to the UFC. I know that um, I got talked to way back when for uh, Ultimate Fighter 1. 
um, briefly because they were looking for super heavyweights and, and heavyweights. It would have been a good opportunity because that's when I was boxing. Yeah. But I got to believe WWE is more fun than UFC. I have an absolute <laughs> blast. Yeah, I, get to, I get to irritate people to no end every day. <laughs> <laughs> what are the advantages of being as tall as you are uh, or or not being that tall if you're going to be in the WWE? Because you, you have reach, um, but you, you know... Is there, a, is there a disadvantage? I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, you hit your head on airplanes sometimes. Right. So that, that, that's about the extent of it. That's outside the it. ring mostly. Yeah, yeah. but um, no, in the ring, I think if you can move, it, it all plays to your advantage. And I, I feel like I'm one of the most agile and, and athletic big men, you know, in a long time. You know, you got Undertaker, guys like that, who Undertaker will be here this, yeah. this Sunday. But, you know, if you can move at that size, I think... There is no disadvantage. Well, you can have you can have all this athletic prowess, but uh, you don't get in WWE unless you got the right personality. As yeah, well. yeah, you have to be able to go. You got to be able yeah. to. I, I, you know, it's the old saying, the it factor. If you walk into a room where people are looking at you and going, "Hey, that guy's somebody," like I don't know who he is. Like if you look at Roman Reigns and you see Roman Reigns somewhere. You stop and look, and you go, that dude is somebody important. Whether you've seen him in WWE ever or or not, it's just there's something about him that draws you in and wonder. Like, Cena was telling me a story one time. Uh, I think it was Jack Nicholas. He saw him. He's like, dude, I would watch that guy put socks on. He yeah. has, like, yeah. that that personality. He's got it. He's got and, it. and I think WWE superstars have to have that as well. So a lot of these guys start in these smaller clubs and work their way up uh, through the system. How did it How did it go for you? Um, d- way different. Yeah. Um, and I think when I was coming up through developmental system in NXT, that was one thing the fans hated me for is I never went through the independence. I never paid my dues, essentially. I never wrestled for a hot dog and popcorn. And that hung over you? Oh, they hated me. Really? For it. And so, of course, I rubbed my, you know, rubbed all their faces in it. And I was <laughs> right. like, well, I didn't have to do that to get here i just made a phone call um, <laughs> like it didn't take me 10 years of doing yeah, this and, right, and, yeah. and whatnot and so i kind of made fun of it which helped you know my personality for for what i was doing but um for me it really was kind of a phone call i had an agent um at the time and he knew somebody that was in wwe with the music actually and he was like let me put a call in for you and he called and said hey i got a guy that's you know, six eight, three hundred and twenty pounds, ex NFL player. He's interested in WWE, and they called me the next day and brought me out the next week for a, a Damn tryout. Right they did. Yeah, see, it's, it's funny because we talk about this all the time in the genesis of the old, like Sergeant Slaughter days, and, and wrestlers that were just big and yeah, you know, just puffy and and you know whatever they were. Then you, you had the gargantuan, you had the Andre the Giant, and and then it started to pare down to more um, sort of athletic. Moderate size, yeah, and and now you are sort of a synthesis of all that. You're in shape, you're athletic, but you're big, and that carries that. So it makes you sort of an anomaly. You're almost a hybrid between the the past and and the present. Yeah, and that's what I try to you know carry myself as. But it, it's also nice to, when you have someone who's big and kind of can move in an opposing like. When I go do a signing, nobody's going, oh, I thought you'd be bigger, like, which, which they say to some people. Like, So you want to have those line. guys. Yeah. 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 I just watched that movie on Fourth of July. That's like America to me, Roadhouse. Um, no, like when, when, I first, when we first met David Bryan, I'm like, you're a wrestler, dude? Yeah. yeah. No. So like yeah. Some, some guys like that. So I think, yeah. you know, when you have guys like me and Drew McIntyre and Samoa Joe, those are guys like... Braun Strowman, obviously, like they're like, dude, these. Like, I wouldn't want to fight this dude in the back alley, right? Like, whether they could actually fight or not, it's just the the visual intimidation. Yeah, I don't know. I think you would probably want to fight them, dude. Just judging by your your <laughs> your skill set and your I, history, I would, you I, like yeah. contact. Man. I do, I do. I was even uh, we were in Singapore actually uh, last week or a week and a half ago, and 
they had boxing gloves. So me and Bobby Lashley got the boxing gloves out, and we were doing a bunch <laughs> of stuff. And so I got on Twitter and sent uh, Tyson Fury. I was like, hey, what's up, man? Like, and sent him a video of us boxing because I was like, I'm going to pick a fight with Fury. Why not? Like, he's a, he's one of the, you know, top boxers in the world right now. And I was right. like, I'm just going to poke the bear and see what happens. <laughs> it's funny because we were talking about the state of boxing and that the heavyweight category is almost, it's not even a, it used to be the thing, and it now is. it's just I, not. God, I want it to get back to that so bad. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought Anthony Joshua was going to take us take us there. And, um, I mean, he's an unbelievable specimen of a fighter. And, right. Uh, and it just went all bad for him last fight. Why do you Why do you think it, it did just sort of pair off that it became a, a non-factor in boxing? I, I think that the promoting and stuff got kind of so corrupt for a little while oh, and it just kind of tainted boxing and uh left a bad taste in everybody's mouth right and, and you know hopefully it can get back and i think there's some some heavyweights out there that might have a chance of getting it back to that but i, I think you're right i remember we were talking about the you know the, there's a, a great uh ali documentary out uh there's many of them but you remember like those i remember going to see pay per going to a movie theater to see a, what they call a closed circuit fight <laughs> yeah and, you know that's how what the technology was like and you yeah. go in and like it it would be a lot of just tapping and then you know the decision would come it's like what the hell yeah. and you wanted they more to, they try to get it going with the the conor mcgregor yeah, uh, yeah, yeah mayweather yeah. thing and they're they're trying to do some you know some gimmicky things i here think and there. you just you need some guys with killer instinct i mean when you watch tyson and holyfield then uh, it's a whole different animal, and they're just—they're trying to take people's heads off. Like, <laughs> right. I think that's not to knock Anthony Joshua, but I think he's missing that. Just I want to go out there and hurt somebody. Like that's what people want to see. They want like it's gladiator days in the ring, and and that's what draws people into watch. And I think you're um, right. We just need somebody who's going, I don't care who you are, I'm going to take your head off. Yeah. Uh, talking about drawing uh, people into watch, let's talk about the ladies in the WWE. That's really turned into something big. It has. They've created something special. It, yeah. it started out of nowhere in NXT. I think the group of them got together and said, we need to you know, get our names on the map. We need to make it what we do special and they they set out and they did it well yeah. when they they they, they uh they more from um, arm candy to <laughs> to to them with their own stories with their own yeah. and um but they can go and they, like, they, they can go, go. that yeah. bell rings they can go the uh the ronda rousey element was pretty wild to see that and and we got a lot of good i mean we've had a lot of the wrestlers come through and, and the feedback was good on her that she yeah she she's really, great yeah I, I love her and her husband like and I think we get along because we have the same attitude. Um, you know, we don't care about offending people. We're going to do what we do. And I think she legitimized, uh, you know, what we do a little bit. When you get someone at, of her caliber in there and, and she's going with Charlotte and Becky, it legitimizes those women as well. Yeah, it's so, cool. Yeah, so you're in on this this uh, mixed tag team. Event. Yes. So yeah. rules fighting in that. So it's it's myself and Lacey Evans, uh, who's, you know, ex-military. She's Southern Belt. She's... She's incredible at what she does. She's she's brand new, um, and uh, I think she's coming along quick. And we're facing Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, and uh, you know we're hoping to expose them. And I think <laughs> Seth has become weak after beating uh, Brock Lesnar and falling in love and <laughs> with Becky. So we're you know we're going to expose that and walk out champions. I love the story. Uh, the story it's, it's great, great. And, you, and and we say this all the time. And and for people, uh, and I yeah. used to be this person until I I went down. I think it was a. Uh, it was a raw match years ago, and I was down close to the ring, and and uh, like mother of God, it never stops. It just keeps going. Yeah. I think it was a night that uh, 
uh, Steve Austin had had come back or, he, or whatever the story was. But it was it was just amazing. And for your dollar, for mm-hmm. your dollar, you you get a nonstop <laughs> kinetic show. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're you know a corporate lawyer or whatever. You're gonna be. You're gonna have a good time. One hundred percent. I always bring friends from all different backgrounds, whether it's rock and roll music or athletes who've never been to a show and they leave going. I had no idea it was like that. Like, yeah. it, the, the energy is infectious, and it's so funny when you get someone like Lejean from Seven Dust. Like, he's like, I turned into, like, a 10-year-old kid. I was yelling at a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. I didn't know what was going Like, even if they've never seen it before, like, they yeah. instantly go, okay, I like that guy. I don't like that guy. I like her. Like, yeah. they just get engulfed. It's in high it. concept. You know, like this from in, the, in, in Star Wars, the first Star Wars, when Darth Vader comes out. That's the bad guy. You know yeah. it immediately. There's there's no nuance. You know who's who yes. from the very first. You don't have to know the stories. You'll know them instantly. Well, yeah. especially with me, it's the moment my music hits, everybody boos. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, hmm, I guess we're not supposed to like this guy. <laughs> uh, and, and I've said before, the production value is just... I, I don't know how uh, how those guys do it. How they yeah. just keep the they it's, keep the show going. There's unbelievable. not a pause. I mean, you guys all. see it in a studio like this, where yeah. you know, he's got videos going, and and there's all kinds of different things. Like magnify it by ten thousand, uh, you know, a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. That's what we've got going on because you have light boards and cameras and lights above, and yep. I mean, it's an arena. Yeah, you have guys running and yeah. all that stuff going on. I yep. was watching a video it surfaced on. Um, Twitter last week of Mean Gene Okerlund interviewing backstage, I kid you not, Andy Warhol. And I was like, this that makes... Really? This makes, he yes, was a huge fan. Makes yeah. zero sense, but yeah, yes, yeah. he was a huge, huge fan. He, he, he understood yeah. the, the, the purpose. Yeah. yeah. So is there anybody along those lines that surprised you? It was like, oh, this dude's a huge fan of wrestling there's a there's a lot that have kind of popped out and you're going whoa like like i was at a an award show and anthrax they were like dude we're huge fans and i was like I, i'm a huge fan man like like what are you talking about and it, it's just it's crazy did you some geek the, out on him uh, i well i try to keep it cool but yeah i geeked out a little bit and then then um, it's so funny the only person i've ever wanted to meet in my life like that's in important people world, right, I yeah, guess yeah, you'd yeah, say, yeah. is Matthew McConaughey. Oh. And he was at the show in Houston a couple And I was like, uh, or Austin, I was like, dude, <laughs> that's Matthew McConaughey over there. Like, I got like, I just interrupted everybody. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, you know, I'm there. And he was like, I know who you are. And I was like, wait, you know who I am? I'm like, dude, I, and I like, didn't even say a fan. I'm like, I was just like, dude, you're cool as hell. I'd love to drink whiskey with you. He's like, have you had my whiskey? And I was like, you have whiskey. <laughs> like, are, are we best friends now? Are we going to do, do some karate in the garage? Like, like, it's unbelievable. Like, yes. that was my coolest moment. That's so cool. Dude, by yeah. the way, your, your stock just went up a yeah. notch for referencing uh, Step Brothers. Here, 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 listen, we got this for you. Yeah. Velociraptor. <laughs> Housekeeping. John Samos. Yeah. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we're trying to get Adam McKay, who's a friend of the show here, yeah. uh, for a, a night of Step Brothers, watch the movie, and then have him talk about the movie. Cause That'd it, be great. It is now on the Mount Rushmore of, yes. of must-watch whenever it's on at any point. Yeah. Now, why, why are you sweating? I'm watching Cops. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't touch my drum set, did you? <laughs> hey, so you're, you're a whiskey guy, right? I love whiskey. What are, you, what are you into right now? Um, Dude, I do a lot of, like, the Wild Turkeys, the Blantons, Four Roses. Yep. Uh, I mean, the small batch bourbons are so hard to find sometimes now. Mm-hmm. But I just was in Japan. I brought back some Habinki 17. Ooh. 
Um, I was in Taiwan and brought back some Kavalon. Like, if you haven't had any Kavalon, it's Never have. incredible. Okay. I haven't had um, any of the Japanese whiskeys. I hear they're amazing. They are. Well, there's, yeah. like, I think a lot of the really good ones they've kind of stopped making, but um, they do some fantastic stuff. But Taiwan's coming on huge right now. Um, so I'm always just every every city I go, I'm searching different stores. Yeah, Eagles Rare, like it's a oh. Eagles Rare is fantastic. It's like thirty five bucks a bottle, but you just can't find it. All right, so how long are you in the city for? Uh, I leave today at four o'clock. Oh, they're okay. Because Marissa, what's an oh? There's a no name restaurant right around the corner from uh, Marissa's place. Um, Jesus, I'll I be. Was... I mean, I'm I'm back here Sunday for the Extreme Rules. So right. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. What's the name of that? Tippling Place. Tippling Place has okay. like just all you're looking for. Everything. I mean, okay. they'll have you know, it's like a five hundred dollars a glass. Whiskey stuff like that, yeah. Hopefully, like WWE superstars now for a discount. <laughs> Five hundred. I mean, I've seen it before. Like we were in, you know, restaurants, and you see the shelf, and it's like, yeah. And like the bad thing is for me, so like a bottle of Blanton's is one of my favorite uh, bourbons, about eighty bucks, something like that. Well, it's like yeah. it's yeah, you can find it for fifty if you're good, but if you're in a restaurant, like a Blanton's neat is like twenty five dollars, and I'm like. Dude, your markup's like 8,000%. So <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to drink in a restaurant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, was. we were at a, at uh, the Sixers game one time. She's like, yeah, I'll get you, I'll get you uh, uh, something to drink. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, well, I haven't had Whistle Pig before. Let me get one of those. And it was like a $35 yeah. glass of whiskey. I'm like, okay, it was outstanding, yeah. but it's just ridiculous. And, but the worst up. is like... Like so, Whistle Pig is great. There's they make a Boss Hog edition. Boss Hog, and it's like it's, fu- it's like five hundred bucks a bottle. Oh, dear Lord. But I luckily I had a friend that owns a whiskey bar up in Milwaukee, and he was like, "Let's just crack it open and try it before I sell it," because he's like, "I'll make my money back on it." Yep. And I was so disappointed. Oh like, no, kidding! If I'd have paid for this, I'd yeah. be like on the bar crying, like this hurt. But <laughs> yeah, sometimes that. So it's a scary risk. Sometimes that elite stuff doesn't quite. Yeah. Touch your palate, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so what's what's the big timepiece? What's the big watch? I know you, you collect those as well. Um, right now, actually, this is one of my favorite of all time that I'm wearing right now. It's a Panerai, uh, but it's the Bronzo, and it's got a cool story. So the, the watch came out, originally when it came out, it was like 9300 bucks, um, which is a lot of money. Right. But um, no one was buying it, and out of nowhere, it they, they stopped making it because it wasn't selling, and now you can't find it for less than 26 Really? Yeah. So, like, wow. that's my mission is always to try to find those watches that I think are going to go. Because um, I buy them, and then I sell them, and, um, you know, I'm getting ready to sell another Panner I have because I want a different, I want a Rolex. But so you're, you're, you're more classic, classic pieces. You're not, like, you won't. Yeah, I don't. I don't mess with like the Hublots and stuff that are like kind of flashy. Right. Um, I like Rolex Panerais. I like IWCs. Like I like the. I didn't know anybody bought and sold watches. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. oh. I buy like cool collection pieces. Okay. Like I bought one. It's a Panerai, the nine one one. It was the last one made by Panerista. Um, you know, paid like sixty six hundred bucks, and now they're going for like twelve thousand. So Jesus. I flipped it, and like that's how I kind of get to the more expensive ones. Is you know buying, selling, trading. Who buys um, them from you? I've got a guy that, Whoever that, he that runs a website. Yeah, and he sells them. Uh, Buy this watch yeah. Yeah. now. Buy this. But there's, there, there's a there's a great company out there that I've kind of done some work with, Crown and Caliber. Um, they're on Instagram and stuff like that. But they they're like probably the biggest secondhand watch market, and they have um, certified dealers that go through the watches to make sure they authenticate them. And I'm fascinated. So with, I'm fascinated with that because I've read about it. I've seen, uh, you know, the, the, I forget the documentary about it, but it's about that world of... It's unreal. ...of, of the, the, the... Obviously, you know, the, the classics, you know, Swiss watchmaker and yeah. all that stuff in the timepieces. And while I don't collect the 
culture that surrounds it is wow. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Very I mean, cool. to me, it's it's art. Like, it's like buying a painting. I'm buying the different movements, and if it's got a skeleton face or, like, the year. Like, right now, I'm looking for an 84 Submariner Rolex because that's my birth year. Like, like I try to find things that are unique and then also keep their value because a lot of people spend money on purses or, you know, whatever yeah. it is, that, and it just doesn't keep value. I mean, every single my, one of my watches has gone up in value. Damn. You wear the watches? All the time. Okay. so, like, that's so like, if you I'm buy- not going to buy a Ferrari and keep it in the garage. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to drive yeah. it. Like, that's yeah. why all my Batman toys are out. <laughs> yes. I, wonder, I, I wear a watch every single day, and, I mean, my watch was, you know, a few hundred bucks, but um, I'm like, mm, should I... Should I get a more expensive one? But, like, I wear sweatpants every day, so, like... (laughs) I'll wear a Rolex with sweatpants. It doesn't bother me. That's what I like. I've liked it since... I think it was my grandfather that got me into it. He had a Rolex when I was a kid that he got in Japan when he was in the military. Wow. I think, you know, he bought me a fake one when I was, like, 10. And I was like, a Rolex. I'm a ten year old wearing, a, yeah, a Rolex. Like, it's so funny, and I think it just kind of put that in my world. And then he bought me uh, my first one, which was an Omega James Bond watch, it's uh, a limited edition Quantum Solace Seamaster. It's unbelievable. That is cool. That's it's cool excellent, stuff. man. Yeah. Well, listen, Baron, it's been nice to get to know you, man. I know I've been having fun hanging out. And uh, obviously, people need to go to the show. It's going to be on Sunday, six thirty, and WWE Extreme Rules at Wells Fargo Center. WellsFargoCenterPhilly.com to get the tickets. We said, bang for your buck, entertainment, you can't beat it. Yep. It's just so much fun whether you're into wrestling and or not. And you get to see The Undertaker this Sunday. Yeah. That's very cool. It's just Legendary. so cool. Yeah, and yeah. it's something you don't know how many more times you're going to get to see. So it's yep. not, it's something you don't want to miss. Hey, you're not a bad guy to me, man. You know, uh, well, there's not money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Make sure you go see Baron Corbin. Thank you, man. Yeah. Nice you, Baron. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We are going to take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us, my friend. Here we go. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? Thursday from 6 to 8, it's Preston and Steve's Belly Flop Championship 2019 Battle of the Sexes at Valley Beach Poolside Club at Valley Forge Casino Resort in King of Prussia. Admissions free for spectators 21 and up. Enjoy a dip in the pool plus drink specials including beer buckets and belly flop jello shots. Valley Forge Casino Resort, Philly's only resort casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. What's up, Case? Uh, I just have one last fundraiser for the uh... Uh, MMR Rock and Rollers uh, Been to the Shore Bike Tour. And that is tomorrow. If you want to join me or anybody, if you want to have breakfast, lunch, and or dinner at Pinocchio's Pizza. And oh. You, and if you mention WMMR Rock and Rollers, 20% of your bill will go towards uh, our team, the Team Rock and Rollers. I did this uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Where you, you had to, And, and uh, the sandwiches are really good. Yeah, Stromboli is the best I ever had. I didn't know that they had that little second uh, area <clears throat> off from the main restaurant where you can just do takeout. Yes. yes. They yes. sell the beer garden there too, Case? Yes, they do. I love Pinocchio's, man. That place is, I'm going to try to come tomorrow night. Yay. Excellent. Well, I love Village Pantry, and they came by this morning with our friends at Deets and Watson, and they have set us up with a huge spread of some wonderful food. Uh, and whether <clears throat> you're headed to Glenside to try O'Neill's Chicken Caesar Salad or maybe uh, that which is their hoagie by the way or in Fisherville to in- indulge in the Village Pantry's Billy Special which they brought with them by the way 
Uh, you're going to be delighted with these hometown homemade favorites. You can check out more featured delis in the Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide. So it is right there for you. They only Go brought about that. 200 pounds of food. So That's all. Uh, so it's awesome. Get it while the getting's good. Uh, let's get to the B5. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it's brought to you by Deets and Watson, Real Philly Deli. Want to know Damn! Philly's best-kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Deets and Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best delis in the area. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating Real Philly hoagies. I made a broadcaster's mistake, mm-hmm. and I ate part of a sandwich <laughs> before going on air, and I didn't have any. I, I drank all of my water earlier, and I don't have anything. Do you need water? Quickly, so, water from Mr. Elliott. So I'm just, uh, you're going to hear the smacking of lips. Is that water? That's water. Oh, thank you, dude. Oh, my God. It's disgusting <laughs> coffee in it. The what? bottom of your cup is it's, disgusting. It's, it's just old coffee. That's all. It's just stained because I never clean out my... There you go. Yeah, but and I here's water. Water. So, you know, I don't drink water out of my... There's just I, mean, a, I can see drinking coffee out of that. But yeah. A little tobacco yeah. spit. I went... I just... <laughs> Oh, no. It's not tobacco spit. It's a spit cup. (laughs) Before I I drank, I I took a little sniff, and I'm like, this smells like coffee. (laughs) And I look at the bottom. It's all brown. It's written at the bottom. says, act natural. (laughs) (laughs) Your Singapore contact is (laughs) Thank you, Marissa. She brought me a fresh bottle of water. Okay, so two men were injured Saturday night when, and when you hear this word, you can understand. All right. A homemade cannon. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Discharged at home. I get all my cannons made for me. A man was trying to clean the loaded device made from the barrel of a muzzleloader rifle when it went off. That man and a friend both suffered foot injuries. <laughs> Friends were- I'm a foot! <laughs> Friends drove the two to the fire station, and uh, they were then taken to two different area hospitals, and the incident remains under investigation. And Blowed that, up our foots with our cannon. That is all that I have on that. Hey, this is a horrible story. You guys probably saw the headlines on this. A pack of dogs yes. mauled a man to death as he walked through a wooded area in Florida. Melvin Olds Jr. was attacked Thursday after he uh, took a shortcut to get home near Lake Placid, Florida. His uh, body was found the same day with more than 100 dog bites. Uh, The county's animal services has set up traps in the area for dogs that may have been involved in the attack. Six dogs have been captured so far, and their bite size matches with the wounds on Old's body. Uh, That alone is not enough to say that they were the animals involved, the office had said. Uh, Authorities will compare and capture the dog's DNA. Uh, that it's to find out if that they found on the wounds and see if they match. Are they going to try to sweat him, talk to him, interrogate him? <laughs> uh, while we, they, they said, while the sheriff said, while we may have the dogs that were responsible for this horrible tragedy, we won't know for sure uh, for a while. Uh, authorities have not yet said what breeds the captured dogs were. Was it uh, a pack of wild dogs? Well, they don't know if they were wild. I, I'm assuming they yeah. were wild, but they, they said to be on the lookout for any loose dogs, especially those that seem aggressive. Mm. Uh, the guy's fiance, Janelle Ward, said that she saw a pack of dogs in the neighborhood. She said they growled a couple of times, but uh, they never ran up to me. Uh, they never came at me or, or insinuated in any way they were going to bite me. I never got that feeling. Apparently, when dogs get in packs, their behavior is um, more unpredictable. No, that's true. You know, so that may have been what happened. Uh, a Virginia father on Thursday fired 39 warning shots 
and brawled with a naked woman who called herself the <laughs> devil after she allegedly broke into the family's home on their first night living there. 39 warning shots? Yeah. How many times do they have to reload? Uh, the violent confrontation happened on the evening of the 4th of July. A female suspect who was naked and with blue hair and a ponytail broke into the family's home and refused to leave, telling them, quote, I'm the devil. The dad of the family fired 39 warning shots at the intruder, but she was undeterred. A brawl broke out between the woman and the family, including the 12-year-old son. Punches and furniture were reportedly thrown about. Dear God! The fight ended after the 12-year-old shoved a wrench into the intruder's neck. (laughs) This is insane. You are the devil! The father said she had the strength of four grown men. Both the dad and the intruder were hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. A GoFundMe account has been set up to repair the the damage of the house. There was a picture of it, Steve. Yeah. They're just bullet holes all over the place through the sheetrock of, of, the, of the walls in the house. So he's firing he's firing warning shots warning into shots. the walls. I mean, you know. At a certain point, I would have shot her in the foot. I'm glad he didn't have to, yeah. you know, kill her. But, I mean, he probably would have Was, been within his rights to right? do so. Police said the woman is expected to be charged with multiple crimes in connection with the alleged break-in after her release from this the This is him firing. That's kind of what it's like, yeah. All right, and then we'll do one last story. A young couple was left mortified after sending a selfie to parents that had a bottle of lube in the picture by accident. <laughs> yes. Sharing the image to Twitter, the British woman, uh, who goes by the name of Kelsey, uploaded what looked to be a typical mirror selfie taken in a bedroom. But the 22-year-old's eagle-eyed dad noticed a certain bottle at the forefront of the image, which left her boyfriend, Elliot, mortified. How are you saying my vagina doesn't get too raw? <laughs> After sending the selfie to her mom, Kelsey <clears throat> received an unexpected response, which left her and Elliot red-faced. Kelsey's mom wrote, Dad said the pics are lovely. Nice Durex bottle, by the way. <laughs> Kelsey then wrote, it's Elliot's knee cream. Sure. Uh, right. When prompted her mother... Uh, to uh, when, which prompted her mother to shoot that down by saying, "Dad zoomed in." Oh, he puts his knee in there, does he? Uh, the, oh, <laughs> Jesus! Well, he has the lube. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it just gave me a knee job. The photo and text message exchange has since gone viral. Kelsey later replied, "L is mortified." Uh, the hilarious selfie blunder has prompted other Twitter users to comment on the mishap, of but course. It's funny. We'll get submissions for it. For, you know, the, the calendar search is on now, and, you know, people will send in <laughs> pictures and not really take a look at what's in the background. <laughs> we and saw we saw one with poop in the toilet yeah, oh, yes, one time. Yes, that? Come uh-huh. on. That was a long time ago, yep, yep. but it, it did happen. So <laughs> Sometimes you forget. Yeah, you got to. You gotta, I, I, do you guys zoom in before you post something? Yes. Yeah, I, I do, do too. Now, yeah. Just it, to check. Especially if it's taken in my house, yeah, and there's stuff in the background. I want to make sure there's no, you know, some phone number sitting out or a document, a bill, something with your that that somebody could zoom in on and get information about, or, you. or even something that somebody. Okay, they're going to comment on that, yeah. whatever that is. I try to, I try to make sure I my knee it. lube. Yeah, you don't want that out there in the open. <laughs> All right, and that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a quick break. Come back in just a moment. We will see how closely you've been paying attention. The, the, uh, we'll do the lesson question, the trash and music news. It's coming up next. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. <laughs> That was hard to handle. Oh, I got to turn your microphone on, Steve. Preston. I think I know where he is. Yes. He's probably recording commercials with Gunner. He is. I thought you were going to do a joke and say he was... Uh... He's taking a dump. <laughs> He's taking a dump. He's pregnant. <laughs> Preston Elliott. Preston Elliott to the broadcast studio, please. Preston Elliott there to is. the broadcast studio. Hey, Preston Elliott, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> legendary broadcaster Preston Elliott has joined the show. Were you recording commercials? I was recording commercials. <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell me? I sent Ben down. We did. Oh, he did? Yeah. I, didn't, I don't think he knew where to go. <laughs> I don't think he did either. <laughs> I, saw him, I saw him meandering the hallway on the way back. Okay. I just went. I said, uh-huh. hey, go tell Preston he's got less than a minute. I didn't tell him where you were, though. Uh, yeah, that probably was my fault. Yeah. Yeah. That might help. All I right. mean, it's only six floors in this building. Sorry, fellas. I don't. I think. In, I don't think I've ever had that happen before. Uh, you, I think one time when you were making a peepee. <laughs> Did I miss one time when I was making a peepee? You came in a little bit late. Okay. Yeah, but you didn't know. All right, I'm here. Um. So, hey guys. Hey. Hey. How you doing? hey. hey. Uh, we're gonna do the lesson question. We have a pair of tickets for Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back in concert. Uh, this is on the 26th at the Man's TD Pavilion. So the question. That I have for you. Uh, let me see here. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, who's who will Dustin Diamond be playing in the next Fast and Furious movie? It's amazing. Yeah, two one five two six three WMMR. Who will Dustin Diamond be playing in the next Fast and Furious movie? So this was said in the six o'clock hour. And if you were indeed listening, and you know, you should call now because that's why we do this contest. To see if you were listening earlier. 215-263-WMMR, the number. We are going to do the trash now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what do you have for us today, sir? Well, Serena Williams has been ordered to pay a $10,000 fine for damaging a Wimbledon tennis court during a practice session. Apparently, Serena had become frustrated and hurled the tennis court into space. (laughs) She's very strong. Kevin Spacey's sexual assault case taking a stunning turn yesterday when the alleged victim pled the fifth during questioning. The move so confused Spacey that he immediately leapt up screaming, I can't handle the truth. Oh, my God. And finally, Kardashian, uh, Kim Kardashian West is using an online suggestion box to get help renaming her kimono line of solution wear. Right now, the name in the lead is Eat Me Bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, we shall... Head over to the phones and see if we can find somebody who has the answer to today's lesson question. The question that we asked is as follows. Who will Dustin Diamond be playing in the next Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise film? I will go to Joey. Hi, Joey. Good morning. Morning. All right, Joey, who will Dustin Diamond be playing in the next Fast and Furious movie? Screech Powers. Screech. <laughs> yep, hang on, Joey. Uh, reviving that character just for Fast and Screech, tires, screech, it makes sense. All right, so we're going to give you a pair of tickets for Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back in concert, and that's July 26th, the man's TD Pavilion. Relive the film 
as it's projected on three giant screens while the Philadelphia Orchestra and conductor Lucas Richmond perform John Williams' iconic musical score. Picnics welcome at this all-ages event. Uh, The series... Movies at the Man is presented by BMW. Presentation licensed by Disney Concerts and tickets at mancenter.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I brought you by Dunkin' this summer. Enjoy Dunkin's new Hershey's Cookies and Cream or Heath-flavored coffees because everyone deserves a sweet escape from reality. Preston and Steve run on Dunkin'. Price and participation may very limited time offer. Trademarks are used under license. Uh, let's start with this. Pearl Jam guitarist Mike McCready hosted the first ever Peak to Sky Music Festival in Big Sky, Montana over the weekend. Mm. Uh, Two-day event featuring performances from McCready's visual and arts project, Infinite Color and Sound. Also, Brandy Carlisle and others. I had some friends who went, and they said it was phenomenal. And yeah. it's, it's only going to get bigger and better next year. Um, and there are you know hopes that Pearl Jam would actually be a part of it. Uh, but I guess uh, schedules didn't allow for that this year. Well, there's some other people. There was a bit of a super jam yeah. consisting of Mike McCready, also uh, Brandy Carlisle. Uh, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, uh, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers, guitarist Josh Klinghoffer, who was with uh, Chili Peppers, of course, and uh, Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters. This uh, is in Montana? Yeah, it's in yep. Big uh, Big Sky outside of Bozeman. Mm. Uh, and among the songs that they performed were uh, Zeppelin's Moby Dick, Good Times, Bad Times, and Dazed and Confused, Van Halen's Eruption, Aerosmith's Sweet Emotion, Princess Purple Rain, David Bowie and Queen's Under Pressure, and others. Uh, Foo Fighters are doing scattered live dates throughout the summer, while both Pearl Jam and Chili Peppers are off of the road and reportedly working on new albums. Singer and guitarist Tom DeLonge has posted an update regarding new music from Angels and Airwaves after posting a studio uh, preview last month and sharing a single called Rebel Girl. DeLonge's most recent Instagram post contains the simple words, new song coming. Rebel Girl was... Uh, the first new Angels and Airwaves song in three years and is the lead track from what will reportedly be a new album and feature film project. This comes as great news to their fan. Uh, they will launch a new American headlining tour in Phoenix on September 4th, almost seven years to the day of their last performance, which was September 2nd of 2012 in Italy. These bands that have, you know, and they have sub projects and some you know they're like, they're like three different bands they work on and it's, it's 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 so much you always wonder why you know just take that material and put yeah, it but into they, the main bands i get it though. they do it for fun they want to express themselves in other ways yeah they then and sometimes it's just for fun it's That's, not not to be the big you know the big project my polka music is my outlet okay you know from this This is cool. Marilyn Manson has revealed that he has been cast in the upcoming limited series based on Stephen King's classic 1978 novel, The Stand. Wow. Who's he playing? We don't know yet. Uh, He did not indicate which character he'll be playing. He's not playing Flag. I'm thinking he... No, he wouldn't be Flag. Uh, I think that (laughs) he would be a good uh, trash can man, maybe, Um, if it's going to be one of the main characters. Right. Or... There was Flag's kind of right hand guy, uh, and I forgot the character. Kind of name. his familiar, yeah. The guy that played Corn Nemec, the not the guy that not. Um... Oh crap! <laughs> uh, I know it's a big cast. Not Dauber. 
No, that's MOO. No, you're thinking of Coach. Uh, Ferrara uh, was uh, the guy in, in the limited in the series that they originally did. You know who he is, Steve. Um, he's an actor, um, obviously, because he was in this. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really him? <laughs> uh, Jose Ferrar? Yes. Uh, his, oh, yeah. yes. Miguel Ferrar. Miguel Ferrar. Miguel, yeah, that's it. Okay. And Corin Nemec played Harold, uh, who was a conflicted guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rob Lowe was the mute. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anybody from that original cast, Preston, that Gary you would, Sinise. that you would um, put in the new one as the same? Yeah, the dude, the dude who played Flag was spot on. Yeah, absolutely, very charismatic. He was perfect to that character. Uh, but anyhow, I'm I'm on board. I'm interested because it, it's still it's my favorite novel I've ever read. It's, Every Stephen King fan who's a really hardcore Stephen King fan always cites The Stand as their favorite of his novels. So well done. Uh, so, The Stand, which was previously adapted as an ABC miniseries in 1994, was announced earlier this year by CBS All Access. The epic tale focuses on a battle between good and evil, waged by the survivors of a plague that wipes out 99% of the world's population. Other people that are on board, James Marsden. Very good choice. Uh, Amber Heard, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Greg Kinnear. Marsden could Marsden could play flag. He could play flag, yeah. Uh, and others are reportedly in talks to join the cast. Who's playing Horshack? Uh, that is, you know what? That's a good question. I think it's Ron Palillo. <laughs> Ron Palillo, is, he's dead. Oh, no. well, that would be else. a hell of a performance. It would be. One last story. Uh, Motley Crue singer Vince Neil has been ordered to pay his former lawyers $170,000 after he accused them of overbilling him because he is famous. Uh, Judge ordered the rocker to fork over. I'm famous. Yeah. You can't do <laughs> that. Stop billing me for fame. Uh, so now no, we're billing you for legal work. Vince has to pay one hundred forty-eight thousand dollars for fees and twenty-one thousand dollars in court costs for a grand total of one hundred seventy. Th- uh, there's change in there involved too. So I would imagine Vince Neil has set many times over, right? Or the song catalog. I would think so. he has writing credits in the song catalog. Yes, I'm assuming that he does, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Nikki Six wrote a lot of that stuff. I do know that. Yeah. Uh, but lawyers at Howard and Howard Attorneys uh, filed court documents last December claiming is that... Is Mr. Howard there? <laughs> no, he's not. Is Mr. Howard there? Speaking. <laughs> the old joke. Uh, uh, they wrote $187,000. It requested that the judge allow them to slap a lien on Neil in that amount. Despite Neil's alleged failure to pay his attorneys, they said that he continued to work on a lawsuit filed against the singer back in 2016. Uh, they did, I'm sorry. And, um, that was by a woman who said that he attacked her outside the Aria Hotel in Las Vegas. That's where, um... <laughs> Nicholas Cage Nicholas stepped Cage. in. Yeah. She was seeking 75 grand in... Compen- Thank you, Nicholas Cage. Compensatory damages in addition. My pleasure. <laughs> he was going crazy on you. I had to step in. In addition to 75,000 impunitive damages in legal fees. <laughs> According to documents obtained by the Blast, Neil disputed the bill from the law firm explaining that... I had no roast beef. ...that he was overcharged for numerous legal services based upon his status as a celebrity. Many of the charges in Howard and Howard's building are questionable at best. That's according to the documents. Now, Neil and the rest of Motley Crue recently recorded a handful of new songs. Maybe he's going to get from some money from that for the soundtrack. It's okay, man. He's not licensed to practice in your state. Oh, the- <laughs> Do they have any attorneys in your state that are? I would imagine. Yeah, if you're in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. (laughs) 
That's such a weird story. That whole footage, that oh whole sequence God. of yep. Nicholas Cage hanging out with Vince Neil, and then Vince Neil gets into this altercation. And it's surreal. And it, it looked like it was in the morning, like they had been up all night long partying or something. You that's know? the equivalent of the Toontown video from earlier this morning in yeah. the celebrity realm. Yep, exactly. All right, and let's give away some beer. How about that? Uh, I have a case of Yards Pink. Uh, for caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. It's now available year-round in 12-pack cans. Pink is a sparkling tart berry ale. You can grab a case of pink cans at Yards Brewery at uh, Fifth and Spring Garden or at the Liquor Mart in Bear, Delaware. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Get ready to wrap things up. Letter day, word of the week, prize, and so forth. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Nice day today. Warm, uh, 90 degrees, and a little bit humid, but uh, sunshine. And we'll have uh, partly cloudy skies tomorrow, high 91, some afternoon thunderstorms, possibly on Thursday. We'll keep an eye on that, let you know what uh, is happening as we get closer to the presidency belly flop championship that is going to be on that particular evening. So uh, we'll get all the details to you in the very near future. Today has been a very fun radio program. It has. We've had uh, super large men in the studio. Yeah, two and, really uh, they were both dudes. great. Yeah, so thank you to Connor Barwin. Yeah! Connor Barwin is just this... He's just, he's the perfect guy. He's yeah. just great. He's a, he's a super nice person. He is a very thoughtful person, a charity-minded wise. He's a, he's a good dad. He's a great football player. You said you'd give it up for him. I'd give it up for that guy. Why not? You know, I mean, what more can you ask for from a human being? Yes. No, he's he's awesome, man. So <laughs> uh, thank you to Connor for being here. And he was promoting the Make the World Better Foundation Benefit Concert. It's their fifth year doing it. And uh, Future Islands, uh, Strand of Oaks, Carl Blue, and the secret guest was the... The Hopalong? Hopalong. Thank you very Hop-along. much. Hopalong. Uh, the Dell Music Center is where this is going to be in Strawberry Mansion and uh, or twenty four hundred Strawberry Mansion Drive. So tickets are just twenty bucks and twenty. I'm sorry, twenty two fifty five dollars. You can go to mtwb.org slash events for that, or go to uh, Connor's uh, Instagram because he's got a link uh, right to that. Uh, and thank you also, Baron Corbin, man. Yeah, great dude. WWE, he was a great. I could talk to him for another hour. Yeah, man. He, was just, he had a lot of stories and a uh, super nice guy. And he's going to be with the uh, WWE Extreme Rules match Sunday at the Wells Fargo Center. It's at six thirty. You can get tickets at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. And thank you to Deets and Watson and the Real Philly Deli Tour Village Pantry for being here this morning. O'Neill's Food Market in Glenside uh, for dropping off some food too. If you want to check out the Real Philly Deli Guide. You can uh, go to realphillydeli.com or uh, you can go to WMMR.com and find it there, too, which is cool. So thank you to everybody on the program. Pierre Robert is here, is in attendance and ready for your listening pleasure. Hey, man. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Do you have the windows down on the way here? Your hair looks just wild and unbridled. No. No. Okay. You look like a feral cat. Yeah. I am a feral cat. Mm. <laughs> that was my name on the radio. <laughs> feral yeah. Cat was your original radio name? Overnight, yeah. That was before Nighthawk? Yeah. For feral Cat. Feral Cat. It's your Feral Cat here. <laughs> nice. We're going to play some cat music. I <laughs> uh, got cat people from David Bowie. That's all That's I can think one. of. That's, That's it. Fever. End That's of the show. There we go. Stray Cats. Yeah. Stray Cats. Kid, program cats in the Cradle. <laughs> cats in the Cradle. Kitty from the Presidents of the United States of Thank America. You yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. We're going to have a cat show. China Cat Sunflower. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Now we're cooking with gas. Oh, now Casey's, got, now Casey's looking up all the cat things. No, nah, I just knew this off the top of my head. Vacation. Uh, <laughs> Vacation, yes. That's a good one. Uh, you know what we forgot to do, and I'm sorry to interrupt this, Pierre, but it is Tuesday, and we didn't give away our Tuesday winner yet, so I am going to do that now. Chosen from all the texts that came in. The winner is Ashley Drew in Aston, Pennsylvania, Delaware County. And uh, Ashley gets a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And, uh, of course, they are located at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. Get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like Dom Juan. You can see his work on Instagram at Dom Juan Tattoos or Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo.com. So congratulations. Uh, let's do the letter if you're up yes. for it. All right, here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. O as in ordinary. All right, O. And we have a Garlando G500 water, uh, weatherproof outdoor foosball table from Royal Billiard and Recreation. Shuffleboard and foosball are more fun outside. You can make the patio uh, your summer rec room, and Royal Billiard and Recreation has the best in outdoor game tables. So visit royalbilliard.com for details. Royal Billiard and Recreation, your ultimate game room store, uh, selling fun for over 30 years. So we give that away on Friday. Uh, What's up on the program today, man? Well, we'll have uh, Sublime with Rome. They are at the, uh, that was to have been the Man Music Center. It got changed over to the Electric Factory. So that is where it will be instead tonight. Sublime with Rome. Also a block of Bruce Springsteen. And uh, in honor of his birthday, a block of uh, Mr. White's material. Jack White in uh, a number of different organizations and bands. So we shall play him and celebrate him. Plus, we have tickets for Elvis Costello and Blondie. And uh, that'll be fun. And a big three-day festival coming our way. So... Very cool. Excellent. Thank you, Pierre. Uh, and I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking. Fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And Armor Metals and Recycling for all of your metal and computer recycling needs. Tomorrow on the program, uh, it's Wednesday, for, so uh, Fox Good Day. Yes. We're going there. Uh, Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live is going to be getting in touch with us. Very nice. Leslie is uh, promoting. And uh, we'll have that Stone Song of the Day, which, by the way, today is Miss You. 7 o'clock hour, Jackie, bam, bam. Then tomorrow at 8, we'll reveal the next one for tomorrow. But let's focus on you winning today. How about that? That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Let me get this straight. I can't mow my lawn before 8 o'clock in the morning, but you from the township can come digging up my street in front of my house at 7 a.m. Next message. Awesome. Especially all the Casey's voice. It's just me! Run it, Adi Is great. Next message. I would just like to ask why, when you're driving on the highway, you feel the urge to clean your windshield. And it's just going to blow on back on my car. To quote, Steve Morrison, every time it happens, get it, get it! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.